Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Give me a sack. Sack! Yes. (laughs) How about those friggin' pirates? It's me, Amanda Garcia. Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys. I'm saying y'all are famous. Y'all are celebrity type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Victory Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on... 1250 930 online pr927fm.com and we are up on facebook and youtube where you can be a part of the show today so you can chime in with your thoughts on east carolina's shutout victory over gardner webb how you feeling about ecu rice how'd your nfl team do yesterday and uh, any other thoughts you have going on in the sports world last week of the major league baseball regular season hockey preseason started this weekend so a lot going on in the sports world we'll talk about it all with a focus on ecu on today's edition of pirate radio live got shirley rhodes here the chan man the birthday boy himself we got the big dog glenn griffin ellerby to my left and coming up on today's show you'll hear from east carolina everyday shortstop and leadoff hitter who turned into the reliever of the year in the California League about Zach Agnos and the start he's having to his pro career. We'll check in with Zach and talk about his awesome season and what he's up to right now. He'll join us coming up around 4 o'clock. Brian Bailey will join us in hour number two to talk about the Pirates and their beat down over Gardner-Webb. And how about them Cowboys? They lose to the lowly Cardinals on Sunday. We got a ton to recap from a crazy Sunday in the NFL. We'll do that in hour number one and with BB. And Jason Nichols will join us inside the Pirate Radio Studios coming off his first positive U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. A lot of smiles on that show. A lot of fun. And uh, we enjoyed it late night Saturday night. We'll have another late night one coming up this Saturday night. East Carolina Rice at 7. So we're with you 3 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate on Saturday. Then after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Pirates looking to go to 1-0 and in conference play if they can knock off the Owls. All right, Ellerby, welcome in. How you doing today? Doing great, Clipper. Victory Monday. Shutout by the Pirates. Uh, not a great weather weekend. Don't need to recap much about that but uh hey pirates got in the win column one and three officially on the season and uh eight conference games to go can they uh, make some noise in the american athletic conference well we are on the coach mac plan lose the first three and then go eight and one the rest of the way so so far so good for coach mac's plan for east carolina to be in the aac championship i saw coach mac yesterday and i said man you are your your plan is working perfectly he goes i was i'm the only one that has been right about this and he said i'm also that's the only thing i've been right about (laughs) recently too so um but uh yeah absolutely and uh you know i had an 80 percent confidence feeling that the pirates were going to beat gardner webb 
I thought the the weather and just I don't know, just zero and three and just some goofy things. But uh, the, hey, the Pirates immediately made that a hundred percent confidence as uh, they just really took care of business. Gardner Webb played really sloppy, and I guess the game Saturday proves that we really don't need an indoor practice facility clip because nope. the Pirates were prepared for the game on Saturday. Thank you for not having that facility so we could practice in the rain. Shirley, what was the final score the other night? Do we have that? I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think we have it. And I'm going to stall, damn it, until we find it. Because it was the score the other night. 44 to the air. That's what it was. <laughs> what Four, was it? 44, 44 to the air. To zero. To zero. To zero. 44 to the air. Zero points. I've heard of zero, nil, none. <laughs> Nada. <laughs> Nada. Let's add, what's the new one here? 44 to the air. <laughs> <laughs> that was Johnny and Wilmington fired up after the Pirates won 44 to 0 the other night. Zero. Zero. 44 to 0. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we had fun on the fifth quarter after that win. So, uh, shutout, Ellery. First time in a long time. That started to become the conversation around where I was sitting at the ball game. They were like, hey, Ellery, when's the last time uh, the Pirates uh, shut out somebody? And uh, one of the guys sitting there, he was like, man, I think it was probably one of the games in the 90s when we played Tennessee-Chattanooga, which might be the next good question. When was the previous shutout before the uh, Duke one in uh, 2000? So uh, 23 years ago. But this you don't get a lot of shutouts much anymore in college sports, it doesn't seem like. I mean, it just seems like it, somehow, some way, someone gets points on the boards, even if, like East Carolina does in Michigan, <laughs> or, <laughs> no, or in Raleigh at Carter-Finley Stadium. Yeah. There's been twice that the Pirates have uh, escaped the shutout. Uh, in recent years, but uh, yeah, I, I, it was impressive that uh, they, they were able to keep another team off the board. And uh, you know, Gardner Webb, not a very good football team that day, particularly. They they turned the ball over a lot, but uh, excited that uh, a lot of players played for East Carolina, and uh, they were able to celebrate and have a, a nice win that hopefully will give them confidence as uh, they really have to get ready for this conference stretch. Yeah, I mean, the the new season begins on Saturday, and it begins for Rice with their quarterback, JT Daniels, uh, went out with an injury the other night. So that's going to be a question. We'll talk later. One of my, maybe my favorite uh, summer chat we had with an opposing team's play-by-play voice was Rice's J.P. Heath. He is like stereotypical Texas Cowboys fan. Um, LRB, you remember the Seinfeld episode where George is talking to the guys from the Astros? And yeah, you tell that son of a that's <laughs> it reminded me of that. He is like, if you just needed an actor to play a Texas guy role, he is that guy. He's very entertaining. So, uh, looking forward to talking to him Thursday on the show. And we'll ask about JT Daniels uh, then and, and maybe we get some news before then. But looking forward to catching up with JP Heath to talk about the Rice Owls. Yeah, I thought uh, you and uh, Jason Nichols, I think y'all kind of broke it down uh, I heard on the fifth quarter when I, when I was listening. Uh, really, if you look at the month of September so far, I thought the analogy of that one and one in exhibition games, yeah. 0 and 2 in real games. Now, what's the record going to be over an eight game stretch? Because we only got real games from here on out (laughs) these are is this official the the real game schedule now yeah so uh the pirates obviously need to get at least five of the next eight 
to get to six to be bowl eligible. So uh, may, maybe even more if they have aspirations like Coach Mack to play in a conference championship game. So uh, certainly a lot more to play for, but uh, certainly still a lot of room for improvement for this East Carolina football team. Oh, I, I mean, they they are nowhere, I would hope, nowhere near their potential, even though coming off a 44 nothing win. Yeah, and I, a short-term very happy with what happened the other night long term i don't think i learned anything like i don't i don't have i don't feel any better i certainly don't feel any worse about the rest of the way but whether they win that game 17 to 13 or 44 to nothing it really wouldn't have changed my mindset on this season i think if the pirates would have won 17 13 i think it would have changed I, I I would I would be not as optimistic about Rice, but speaking of that, I said my confidence level going into the Gardner Webb game was like at eighty percent. What is your confidence level going into the Rice game this week that the Pirates come out of Houston, Texas with a victory? Um, forty-one percent. I'm at forty percent. I'm way more optimistic than you. You are. are. <laughs> you 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 you're, you you got Rajay on your side. One percent more. This has nothing to do with anything. Uh, but ECU's 0-2 at Rice. We sent a skip team there, and it was a, a skip game, low scoring. Uh, Could have gone either way. We sent a rough team there, and it was uh, some of those rough defenses that we saw at times where they put a boatload of points on the Pirates. I believe LRB 2-0 at home, but 0-2 all-time at Rice. Again, has nothing to do with the coach there now, the coach here, the players, all that stuff. But um, – it, you know, 0 2 at Rice. Those I, are the numbers right now. Yeah, my 40% is based completely on what I saw Marshall at home and at Appalachian State. Sure. Um, that, yeah. that's, that's how I'm judging this team right now. Um, obviously, the odds makers have Rice at a two or three point favorite, which is basically giving them home field advantage. So it's kind of a, kind of a, a in a way, close to a pick them at, at that point. But uh, if East Carolina can come out and do. A lot of positive things, then, then certainly. I think. And, and what's, I mean, is JT Daniels definitely out, or is he? You know, what's? Don't know. What? what you know, we got to figure out what the status of, of that guy is. So, a uh, lot, lot to uh, figure out between now and Saturday at seven o'clock. But uh, it's, it would be a big win. I mean, talk about your confidence. Then you go into a bye week, getting ready for a Thursday night game against SMU. I mean, I think that that makes that game a lot more exciting uh come you know time to, to regroup and, and and really you know start one and0 in the conference it, it's huge to go on and, and, and get a conference road win and rice coming off loses to USF this weekend who had yeah. a conference game in 13 games so uh, I mean it's 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 very possible but I mean it's, it's certainly this team is not they've just not shown enough to to feel i think in my opinion very confident about them going on the road and getting a victory right now well they showed enough to kenny curlings who's going ecu 35 rice 17 that's very confident that is uh very confident about this offense that is uh not put up numbers like that this season the, defense, the defense helped them out two scores yeah mm-hmm. maybe so uh justin said competition aside the o-line combination looked like they played much better I don't know how you can put competition aside in that because you're going to look better against Gardner-Webb than you do FBS teams. But you're right, Justin. Uh, I won't argue with you, but how much of that was the competition uh, that they played against? Jamie said, nothing learned, a little bit gained, a ton left to a ton of work left. I tell you the one thing I did learn is that ECU fans are freaking awesome. That The crowd at the game, I mean, I, I was ex- fully expecting... 
5,000 people I was thinking like COVID times. Yeah, I mean, I was fully expecting to walk in there and see a lot of nothing. And man, the student section was 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 very close to full than I thought, and uh, and the in the stadium all around, um, very very impressive for for ECU fans to show up because that weather was was nasty. It was breezy. It was cold out there, um, and obviously very wet. And people had watched it rain for basically 24, 30 hours straight. I mean, it was it was just. It, there was no reason that could really motivate you to go out there, and a lot of people did. And uh, I, that clip, Brock, is what really impressed me. Absolutely, uh, I I did not. I'm a fair weather fan. I did not go out there. I it, watched the game from home. MVP of the day was 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 the twelfth uh, man of the Pirates in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. So uh, kudos to you if you went to the game, and uh, kudos to you if you didn't because you still have an opportunity to go see the Pirates play four more times this year. Yeah, and again, last Monday I put it out there. I know people at the time didn't want to hear it, but like there were, there was a path to positivity, a path to something to be excited about, and it was a short path, Ellerby, as you remember. Beat Gardner Whip, step one complete. And really there's only two steps to it. The next one is to beat Rice because, again, that sets you up for a big home game against SMU on a Thursday night on ESPN where we could get a, a nice home field advantage and could potentially get to 2-0 and in conference play back to 500 with Charlotte coming up to, you know, so I like wins are building blocks and you start building something bigger and bigger and you just hope the Pirates can get some momentum here. Well, and you look down the schedule and, uh, I mean, San Antonio doesn't look like a giant like they did. No, they got a, quarterback concerns. A few weeks ago, um, FAU does not look as daunting. That's I mean, that game's in November, so it's hard to look that far. Um, so, I mean, if you think about it, I think East Carolina's own worst enemy is themselves right now. I know. So they, the Pirates need to figure out a way to get an identity of who they are. I just don't know. This team doesn't really have an identity right now well, other than it has a lot of problems. Of, of I was like, going to say, we keep saying that. The identity is they don't we don't have a potent offense. Yeah, I mean that's and, the identity. I mean, I keep. I mean, Jason Nichols, Marcus Crandall doing a fabulous job on, on the fifth quarter here during the week on Pirate Radio Live. I, I think Jason said it last week. You know, it's like the the plays is one thing, but you got to get the ball into playmakers' hands. It's the playmakers that that are going to make. It. And I think that's where like who are the playmakers? Who are the playmakers? And there were several opportunities where the Pirates could have had very positive plays on Saturday, but balls were dropped. Or balls were underthrown a little bit. I mean, it was just there's just there's yeah. just certain times just where like man, it just it would be nice if they could all have like a real good confidence game and and, and the mistakes would be so minimum that you would not even notice them because all the other awesomeness that would go on the football field. Well, shout out to my guy. What's up, my guy? Rajay Harris, couple touchdowns the other night. Shout oh out, shout out to local running back Camaro Edmonds. We cranked up the old Camaro the other night, Ellery, yeah. and kudos to him. Next man up, you had, and we didn't know about this until late in the pregame show Saturday that Marlon Gunn was banged up and wouldn't be able to give it a go. Gerald Green goes down, so Camaro, your number is called. What are you going to do? And he went in there and looked really good running the football. So uh, good to see him get some. Action. Good to see Javius Bond as well. All the Pirate running backs got going there on Saturday, and that was a uh, welcome sight. And I know you love talking about Jeter getting in the game. Jeter. Good for him. I just, for the people that are like, this is the guy, give him the keys. Like, what are y'all looking at? What did you see that I didn't see? He went one out of two for one yard. 
and had a nine-yard run. Sounds like y'all saw the same thing. <laughs> I don't. Uh, and I get that if you're down on Flynn and Garcia. I thought this was Mason Garcia's best game as a Pirate. I did. I, I thought and he, again, he didn't do much. But 9 out of 12, I love how quickly he was getting it out. I thought he looked good. Yeah, uh, one of those passes was was a really good pass that just fell out of the fingertips, I believe, of, of Rajay Harris. So, I mean, oh, yeah. Could have been even more. Could have been 10 out of 12. That was that was almost a touchdown. I think, I think he would have scampered for six on that as well and then he even came in early in like a package and scored that touchdown i like that a lot i mean i mean to me i think mason garcia is such an athlete that that finding a way to get him in the game and and running packages whether it's wildcat or you know and all of a sudden everybody thinks he comes in and he's going to run the ball and then he does like the tebow steps back and then dumps it up maybe to shane calhoun right over the middle makes him a weapon Yeah. yeah i mean i think there's a lot of opportunity for this football team and uh hopefully they're you know let's try to use this this quarterback situation to our advantage where hey look if the other team has no idea what's going to happen whether it's flynn whether it's garcia and then make them the playmakers that they are put them both in at the same time run some packages like that i mean get get creative and uh try to do the coach mac go win the conference championship the conference opener coming up our old friend rice is back in the american and that is uh coming up this saturday welcome back rice yeah you got rice Moo, and then uh charlotte i believe so two out of the first three games will be with some of the newcomers here in the league that is true of course uh schmu's been with us you know they're, they're on the exit tour i guess all uh, right, a future ACC team, as yes. you pointed out last week, which they, is they are positioned perfect for the new ACC, right in the center of the of the United States. They can go out to Cal or Stanford, or they can go all the way over here to North Carolina to come see the Tar Heels or Wolfpack. So, yeah. I mean, that's going to be that, that that's going to really fire up the folks when uh, you have those ACC matchups of. Uh, you know, SMU Boston College on Friday night. Yeah, don't get it. Never will get it. Don't like talking about it. Uh, SMU, by the way, coming off a loss to a TCU. And as you mentioned, so South Florida the week before, just a really weird game against Alabama where it's 3-3 three to three at halftime. Bama finally punches a couple of touchdowns in, wins it 17-3. to three, And you're like, was this just a, an anomaly for South Florida? But no, nah, they turned it into a win the following week, uh, knocking off Rice. So I don't know about this American, uh, LRB. It's a little, little more jumbled maybe than I thought. I really thought uh, that UTSA was going to have a big year, but Frank Harris uh, being hurt hurts them. So you look at it right now, Memphis – and every team in the American uh, has a loss now. Memphis has one. Uh, Tulane has one. Everybody else has two or more. So it's kind of a jumbled mess. I don't know how this thing's going to play out. Yeah, but uh, how many? I mean, how many teams have not played a conference game yet? East Carolina is obviously one of those. I mean, is, is there's only been two conference games? Okay, so Memphis knocked off Navy. <laughs> Roll the R again. <laughs> Memphis knocked off Navy. <laughs> I watched that game. Yeah. I should have known that. And then uh, South Florida over Rice. So most everybody did what East Carolina did and played four non-conference games, and now it's, now it's now it's conference. And and I guess maybe the teams that didn't. Who'd you say? Memphis and South Florida. Maybe they. Maybe maybe they. Maybe South Florida still playing Central Florida this year. I don't know. The war on I four for for the one of their final non-conference games but uh yeah it's it there's doesn't seem to be a a, a front runner for for for, for uh, winning the conference right now so 
you just who who can be consistent over the next eight to nine weeks memphis by the way ellerby uh will play their final non-conference game saturday against boise so that'll be a good one the broncos yep. where is that game going to be that is going to be at beautiful liberty bowl stadium nice is that memphis. what they call it yeah in right. the liberty bowl all right so uh ellerby good stuff man uh we'll, we'll talk some nfl What's uh, what's Hunter's take on the NFL? Who's he watching these days? You know, just he, a players guy. He's a fantasy guy. He, yeah. he, his fantasy team won yesterday, so he Good. Was, he was excited. Did he have a lot of Dolphins? No, he did not. He had uh, he has Travis Kelsey on his team, so he was pumped about him scoring a touchdown, much like Taylor Swift. Yes, and uh, he also has Jared Goff as his quarterback. Oh, okay. So, so he kind of a sneaky, but the Lions. Nah, are, yeah. the, Lions the, the Lions are doing pretty good. And then half the time, I have to ask him who most of the players are but uh so he he's he's more of a fantasy player but i was doing a lot of work around the house and i stopped and sat down and i looked and i saw the dolphin score and i had to click on several different other apps just to confirm that that was an actual score i was i was really floored at that seeing that run across my nfl scoreboard yesterday but, 60 uh, years i believe since we've seen that in the nfl that you, is crazy you just don't 70 see that, points yeah you just don't see a professional football team give up that many points i mean so 70 in the nfl 44 to zero uh, whatever in college, <laughs> forty-four to zero. Zero, yeah. I mean, just uh, crazy scores all across the uh, the country. If so. the Pirates could win forty-four to zero again this week, that what would that do for Clip Brock? Forty-four to zero. Yeah, I'd be all the way back in. Like I'd, I'd say, okay, we've got something here. We're going to a bowl. We're gonna stomp SMU. I mean, forty-four to zero this week. I'm I'm all in. Anything forty-four to zero. Anything to zero this yeah. week. Seven to zero. <laughs> seven to zero. God, that would be a painful game to sit through. <laughs> Not if we had seven the whole time. But I would take it. If forty-four to zero. What if East Carolina could run the opening kickoff back and then just finish the game seven to zero? Uh, okay, sign me up. Fine. Yeah. Um, all right. I guess I did make that deal behind closed doors for Washington to lose so we could get an ECU one. Yeah, there you go. See? You, you agreed <laughs> to it. You agreed to it. Thank you. Michael Winstead said, I don't like rice anyway. Give me some greens with my meal. Let's stomp them. Had a lot of rice talk going on on social media today, LRB. Asked people their favorite kind of rice, what they like. I uh, got a lot of answers here. Anybody right. say Jerry? Uh, no. No goat talk. I think Jerry's my favorite rice. Did you not like him as a player? He was fine. I mean, I... You just weren't a Niners fan. Nah, I wasn't a Niners fan because the Redskins were good during during the night during the Niners run. And Jerry was so, and this is the way it probably maybe should be, but like boring. Like he was not a diva, like him and, showboat. Him and Art Monk were were just, yes. were just just stars. <laughs> you never heard him talk or yeah. say anything. Yeah, and of course there was no really platform like yeah. back then, like it is now, for them to be divas or wide receiver divas all right so favorite rice dishes out there randall said pan panang curry ellerby mm, a little spice there maybe yeah. john says pork fried rice alex said the bottom of the hibachi bowl when it's just chicken crumbs rice and white sauce he said it don't get any better than that mm. uh sean said fried rice with some broccoli and eggs salted up done all right count yeah. me in uh beans and rice says redbeard acp all day says the pirate cannon there you go deer cube steak over rice with gravy never would have guessed gotta say i never had that one before and then we had pirate treasure and cooper say rice crispy treats it's a good thing to do with that's off the board that's off the board 
yeah jl acp and some guy with a weird name on twitter said he sticks to authentic dishes like acp do you have you ever had rice cakes those they're kind of uh, yeah i don't i my wife gets those and my daughter eats them and they eat them i, I just i don't ever there's no flavor i guess they're healthy or something like it's yep. a healthy snack but it's like eating I mean, you get seating like styrofoam. Yeah. I mean, that's why the Rice Krispie Treat's good with the marshmallow. And, you know, it gives it some substance, some fat, you know. And let's uh, let's talk a lot about Beatrice this week. That's the hashtag, Ellerby. What's that mean? Beatrice. Beat Rice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw that whoever Rice played last week, somebody put a billboard that just said hashtag and it looks like Beatrice. Beatrice. Who is Beatrice? Beat mm. Rice. Do you, know, going. do you know a Beatrice? I don't. That is kind of a name of the, the past, I would say. Was Aunt B from the Andy Griffin show a Beatrice? Short for Beatrice? I would think so. That's a good question. That's a good trivia question. Just find that out in the break, Shirley. Kenny or Curling Dirty. says Dirty Rice, bow time. I, I'll sign me up. I'm a fan of that. Kenny also said defense has played lights out. If the offense can start clicking, we can win some games. Really, we had two bad quarters against Marshall and App State. Yeah, Mason did look a lot better. His ball looked sharper. He was getting it out quick, man. I like it. Was he signing it with a sharpie? He was sharpening it out there. Two bad quarters. How many bad quarters offensively against those teams? How many no quarters have we? <laughs> <laughs> well, we gave uh, Gardner Webb no quarter because we beat them forty-four to zero. There is a theory that Webb forty-four did not, to zero. Webb did not show up at Gardner this weekend. That's yeah. why the Pirates won. And then Brian Bailey, he was proud. I don't care if we're playing Gardner Webb or Charlotte's Webb. That's a good win. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bailey got that one. I like, he, he used that one today on the show as well. He did. Yes. Good for I him. have a question. Yes. Well, you're talking about rice. Can you talk about like mixtures? Yeah. What you got? Because I've got two. And of course, me being Southern, uh, cheese rice, where you cook. Cheese makes everything better. Yeah, of course. Um, you use the the sharp cheddar block cheese that you can buy from the store, and then one of my favorites is just an old recipe from my family is pinto beans and rice. Mm. Put a little butter on it, good to go. All right. Have you ever put any ranch on it, Shirley? No. It's one combination you don't ever really think of: rice and ranch. Nah. I want to put some ranch on it. Coach does that. <laughs> Ellerby. All right. Thanks for hanging out. See you next Monday. Hopefully another Victory Monday. It's nice to be in here on a Victory Monday. Look forward to uh, hearing Zach Agnos. Also, Jason Nichols later on in the show. How about Brian Bailey? And Brian Bailey. Okay. I I saw Brian Bailey today. (laughs) I heard Brian Bailey on the radio show. So this would be like the hat trick for Brian Bailey. And uh, Big Dog, one of our favorites, uh, Coach Boyette on the show today. Always hype getting people fired up so he was a great guest on the brian bailey show earlier today great week to have him on too talking about those running backs and the way they played on Saturday. one two three beatrice <laughs> beatrice all right we'll take a break come back more to go we'll uh, recap the crazy nfl sunday look around college football a lot more to go hour one we'll have our fleet feet rundown when we return and recap the football weekend back with you after this let's go
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Wait a second. Hold on. Before I read the live ad, where did the cake come from? Kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah, birthday cake. Okay. All right. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Their famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. You can stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half club sandwich with chips are everyone's favorite, the fried shrimp plate. After work, Down on Main is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio. Join Down on Main every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 to close. Down on Main Street on Main Street in historic downtown Washington. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. It's washing down that cake. Ah, yeah. Had a little uh, Chan Man's birthday cake from Sunday. I'll have to go back there and get me a piece. I will give it uh, two thumbs up. All right. Very good. Very good. Birthday boy Chan Man joining us now in the Pirate Radio Studios. What's up, Chan Lar? What's up, Clipper? How you doing? I'm doing good. By the way, we did request to talk to Alex Harper. Okay. Tomorrow. Don't know if that request is going to be granted, but if it is, we'll uh, we'll go one on one. Former long snapper, current long snapper. Yeah, I'll ask him about uh, snapping in those conditions on on Saturday because that is a tough thing to do, and all his snaps look good and. Uh, Colby Garfield's uh, all his short snaps look really good. So, shout out to the long snappers on Saturday in that forty-four to nothing victory over Gardner Webb. All right, forty-four to zero. Forty-four to zero. William on Facebook said, "Aunt B's first name is Beatrice, and women named Beatrice often shorten that to B." An example of this is actress B. Benadire, who played the mother on Petticoat Junction. Yet Aunt B doesn't spell it as B E A. She spells it as B E E, like the insect. William, I don't know if you are some Beatrice historian, but that is a lot of information that I was unaware of. It's pretty impressive. So also, thank you, William. Another very famous actress that went by B, B author. From Golden Girls. Better known as Dorothy's Bornack. She also played Maud in the television name uh television show of the same name and her birth name is beatrice arthur thank you for being a friend chandler thank you for being a friend did you see this with the steelers steelers arrive home in pittsburgh oh good they arrived home but there was an emergency <laughs> landing so there was uh, some scare there huh? didn't that see it doesn't sound good because i will be on a plane friday to go to houston i'll be Boots on the ground in Houston, Texas, as ECU takes on Rice, looking for their first win in the conference in the conference opener. You're gonna get you. You need to get you a belt buckle or something cool, cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of hats, uh, thanks to Clark Honeycutt, your Faja, <laughs> for bringing me a Redskins hat on my birthday. On your birthday, <laughs> <laughs> I remember going out there to see them, and Dad's like, uh, "Clips here, isn't he?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he's inside." He's like, "All right, I got something for him." I'm like, "Okay." And it was a Redskins hat um, that has been in my closet for just about between 12 and 15 years. I got to say, the last thing in the world I want <clears throat> when my team is uh, losing 33-0 to zero is a damn Redskins hat. 44-0. to zero. Y'all didn't get shut out yesterday. No, he kicked a field goal. 
So it ain't Zer. It ain't Zer. Story. We did get tree. So are we continuing <laughs> the tradition of getting yourself or someone else a gift That's on someone else's birthday? That's the first thing I thought of, Shirley. Okay. Although I didn't get it myself. Somebody gave it to me. Right, right. So, but it's somewhat the tradition, yeah. apparently. Chandler, let's uh, let's talk about your birthday weekend for a moment. And uh, kind of got kicked off <laughs> Friday night. You had a big night at the Buck. Yeah, had a great time. Dub Buck. Um, had, Did we so, have to talk about this on the air? No. Nah. But, I mean, y'all want to, so let's do it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that was pretty easy. I didn't even have to say anything. He said it himself. No, nah, let's not do it. All right. Well, that's all I had for this segment. So. All right, well, let's do it. I, 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 I'll, I'll take the bullet. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, if we go into anything too too detailed you don't want to get into, you can bypass it. Okay. Throw a flag on the play. You know, yeah. Safe word. Yeah, what's your safe word? Stop. No, let's go. 44 to the air. <laughs> 48. Let's go Beatrice. B. 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 All right. And, you, and B-E-A, not B-E-E. Uh, how many did you have Friday night? Um, Quite a few. How, how'd you get home? Um, my good friend Joey. Wait, the bouncer at the buck had to take you home. Yeah. Now he didn't kick you out and take you home, did he? No, he didn't. All right, he didn't get kicked out, did he? Nope. Top flight security. Absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, so th- good job being responsible, having a ride home. Yes. You're a grown adult. You're was, allowed to I have alcoholic beverages. Yeah, I was very responsible. All right, and then Saturday, boy, long day, long, long day, and it gets started early when you have uh, the awesome Fleet Feet run that was going on. The game day run, yes. So how did which that? Was g- a good turnout. How did that go for you? It was great. Um, they had a great turnout. Um, what time did you? Jonathan get there? got good pictures and uh, videos. What and time stuff. did you get there? Um, well, that's the thing. Um, I never got there. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, Due to uh, the many beverages I had on Friday night. Okay. Couldn't make it. Uh, it, was, it was early in the morning. Yeah. So. So. What are you laughing at, It's Joel? not that funny. Did you hear that? That's pretty much how Chandler was Friday. So, you didn't make it there. But, what time did your Saturday begin? Uh, about 10.30. Um, between 10 30 and 11 o'clock i went out there to the elmhurst lot and got some pictures and videos of the conditions there because there was a lot of water in that area and actually as i was walking over to the rv lots there was some people that were set up with their rvs one of them was uh j moody john moody was able to go over there and check out his uh his setup with his rv but i did hear one of the ushers tell there was about three or four cars in line um, waiting to get into the Elmhurst lot. And I heard the ushers say that they were not going to open up the parking spots until um, 3 o'clock. So some people left, some people stayed. Um, so I went out there, got bit pictures and videos, talked to John Moody, took some pictures of people tailgating at their RVs. Um, then we got the 360 golf cart, which is the Pirate Radio golf cart. Um, got that around, I believe, 1.30-ish, 2 o'clock. And right, rode around, got pictures of people tailgating the people that were out there, um, and then got into the stadium at kickoff. And man, the, the, the what the tailgating lots looked like and what it looked like inside the stadium was kind of crazy because, I mean, there was actually a pretty good crowd there on Saturday. It yeah. was Parents Weekend, um, and the Boneyard looked great. And as you expect, at halftime, there was not a lot of people left in the stands, especially in the Boneyard. So you and you got some good pictures and video uh, while at the game? 
Is that you and Jenny? Yes, me and Jenny. Jenny was taking pictures. Good I've job. gotten to where I'm taking pictures with a camera too. So I'm down there on the field taking some, you know, crowd pictures and stuff. I'm doing this thing this year, especially at home games where there's a good crowd. Um, anytime the Pirates are like in, the, in a scoring situation inside the 15 or so, I'm getting some crowd reactions of people um, uh, reacting to a touchdown. Um, I did a pregame uh, on location on the field, so and I did a check in with you guys. And then uh, after the game, you you got audio from Mike Houston. You came back here to close out the fifth quarter with us. Yep. I mean, talk about a full day. It was a very long on your day. birthday weekend. Yeah, you did that. Now we move on to Sunday. Yeah. And I hung out with you during the one o'clock games. Yep. The parlay kid. We were looking yeah. good, and dang Saints blew it. Kirk Cousins. By the way, not to did I not say what was going to happen almost every play in that Chargers Vikings game? I do remember. Hey, Kirk Cousins is no before that. What did I say before that? Chargers are going to go for it on fourth down. Yeah, you you were joking. Yeah, I I was half joking. You were joking and kind of those teams are so stupid. I hate those both of those teams. But I remember I wasn't even paying attention, and I don't think you were either. But Tony Dunn, who was also there with us, said. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. Well, I was watching the play, yeah. And I was like, turned around. I was like, they actually went for it. And we needed the Vikings to win, but I said Kirk Cousins is going to throw interception, and he did. And it doesn't matter because the Saints choked and lost. Yeah. So just uh, kind of a meltdown there. My team lost almost 44 to zero. Zero. So it was just a rough, rough one o'clock. And then it didn't get much better for you at four o'clock. You moved the party to the buck. Da buck. From tiebreakers, I went home. And you saw your team lose. Um, and but let's talk more about how did your your party go at the boat? It went great. Um, thanks to everybody that went out there and, and came and got some pizza, uh, some wings, and had some awesome pirate beverages as well. Um, it went great. I had my family there. My mom and dad, my brother, his girlfriend were there, um, and some other of my uh, friends, close friends, were there too. So. I uh, had a great time. I, I wish the Panthers could have won. It looked good there for a second. Uh, Panthers yeah. uh, scored a touchdown, then got an interception by Deion Jones, who was cut from the Panthers. Then he was put on the practice squad. And then with the injury to Shaq Thompson, he's on the active roster. He got a pick. Um, so it was looking good there for a second. And then next thing I know, it's it's not looking good. The second half was uh, pitiful. That it was, and just so many penalties. We'll run over. Let's take a break because I want to come back and uh, go through oh, I could all talk the about games it. very, very briefly uh, because we got to close out this hour, talk to Zach Agnos, talk to Brian Bailey in hour two. Jason Nichols joins us hour three. Uh, I figured talking about Chandler's birthday weekend, we get the chat going a little bit, and it has. So, oh, poor, poor a tall boy for Chan Man on his birthday. Um, Let's see. Chandler rizzed up the entire bar. Chan, did you get bugged up and share some long snapper rizz? A lot of rizz talk going on. Uh, By the way, we do have 28 more viewers than we have likes right now. Smash the likes. So if y'all could hit that thumb, if y'all could subscribe, we'd really appreciate that. We'll come back. uh, Recap NFL week three. Talk about tonight and wrap up hour one after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I used to like this song a lot. It was by Everclear. Yes, sir. Everclear. There you go. Chandler Honeycutt here in the studio. We got intern Joey. We got the big dog, Glenn Griffin. Let's quickly uh, run over the NFL slate. And the winner of Sunday was our Dolphins. My Dolphins. 70. 70 points. (laughs) Just every time we looked up at tiebreaker somebody was running free for miami it was incredible 70 to 20 and can you only imagine what it would have been like if Jalen waddle was actually available for this game i mean they would have scored 84 91 points probably mm. uh i just love that sound. i could only imagine and i don't know why i enjoy seeing sean payton get just <laughs> blasted i think he brings it on himself do you hear him at a post game I think I have it on my... I can play it off my computer. He was acting like a... A baby? Yeah. What was he whining for, other than he got his butt handed to him? All right. Let's see. Let me mute these, and I will hit this. And let's see if this uh, works out here. It's embarrassing, but this is kind of a historic game. Third time the team has scored 70 points over 70. What's the question? What's the question? I just finished telling you. Next question. <laughs> Man. What a beep. What a little uh, beep oh he is. Goodness. What a jerk. Oh, man. Well, he's doing his job. He's trying to ask you the question. What's your question? I kind of like that the guy's just setting it all up. Historic, embarrassing, 70 points. He's like, what's the question? He finished it off with like, yeah, that's just embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Sean Payton, I'm not upset with him just getting blasted yesterday it's a great well, movie also, about him also the fact that at some point i think uh, we 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 talked about this earlier uh maybe during his um anal- tv analyst days he mentioned that tua eventually was going to get benched and that he would never be the starting quarterback for another team and i don't know if tua took that to heart or not and maybe michael mcdonald did but what did I say? Michael McDonald keeps McDan- forgetting. Yeah, I do that every time. We're not in love time. anymore. Yeah, I do that every time. Every time I do. It's, it's McDaniel, Everybody isn't it? I, do. I was like, as soon as I said it, you turned and looked. I was like, oh, no, here it comes. Moving along. Yes. Yes but or no question. Somebody, somebody picked up on that, and somebody took that to heart and hung 70 on Sean Payton. Yes or no question. Are the Browns good? No. No. All right. They have blown out two opponents, including the Titans yesterday, 27-3. to They're 2-1. and one. I still don't know if they're good either. Lions beat the Falcons 20-6. to six. That was kind of my pick of the day. Just kind of Lions coming off a loss. 
Falcons two and zero at home. That one felt right, and uh, only six points for the Falcons. They're going to have trouble scoring. That's just kind of what they are. They're going to run, try to play defense. Um, the what the in the world happened of the day? It was almost uh, seventeen. I thought it was going to be seventeen to zero after the game. It, it was seventeen to zero after <laughs> at one point in the game. To there. Um, Derek Carr getting hurt yeah. in the first half, and famous Jameis Winston had to come into the game yeah. and yeah. drove the ball, gave him a chance. Yeah, and they missed a field goal. Packers big comeback. Jordan Love, M- Molly loves love again. Eighteen to seventeen over the Aints. Charlie, can you get some uh, NFL music? Uh, the stupid game of the day. We knew it going in. Craziness was going to happen here. And the Chargers go for it at their own 20 or whatever. Don't get it. Give the ball back to Minnesota. Cousins throws a pick. Chargers, that was a big win for them. 28-24. Vikings now 0-3 on the year. Won all those close games last year. Can't win one of them this year. Nothing going on the ground for the Vikings. Uh, Mad- Madison, uh, 20 carries, 33 yards. Oh. Sorry, I couldn't see it. Never mind. 93. My apologies. We're, we're live on the radio, man. I know. Okay. Let's continue. All right. Patriots beat the Jets 15-10. to 10. That's right. The 11th best team in the <laughs> NFL, according to power rankings. I'm still sour about that. 10 points. Both of these teams stink. I'm done with this game. Bills all over the commander. Sam Howell not ready for prime time. Three interceptions and just got beat up yesterday. Not how many sacks they had. Let me look real quick. <laughs> I'm looking right now. It was disgusting. I can't find it. How many sacks? Uh, the Bills or the Commanders? The the Bills. I don't care about the Commanders. They got beat 37 to three, dummy. Uh, the Bills. Let's see, that's two. Three and a half, five and a half, six. Yep, that's a seven and a half. Oh, eight and a half sacks. Thank you, Joey. Eight and a half sacks. I got the Bills defense. Our O line stunk. Potentially stinks, but definitely stunk. Another what the H is going on. Texans 37, Jaguars 17. Yeah, that is the biggest. That was my survivor pick, the Jaguars. I'm out. That CJ Stroud Tank Dale connection is serious. Something serious. I got to start playing Tank Dale. Is he every week start now? He's he's ever on everybody's lineup at least. I don't know if you start him or not, but like he's definitely on a on a roster. On a somewhere. roster, yeah. But he's just wasting away on my bench, putting up all these numbers. Trevor Lawrence, what is wrong with him? What is wrong with the Jags? They lose by twenty. What is wrong with the Ravens? The Colts win it, 22 to 19. Gardner, Gardner Minshew, Minshew. Yeah, 227 buddy. and a touchdown. Congratulations to Jamie and his Colts getting a win. Oh, Grant said, wasn't it four interceptions for Hal? Did he throw a fourth? Uh, did that son of a gun throw a fourth? That son of a gun did throw a fourth. He threw four picks. Thank you, Grant. I want to get the facts right. Sam Howe threw four picks. Gross. What a win for the Colts, though. They go to two and one now. Are you going to believe in the Colts? What a what a terrible division. Yeah. Like who I I don't know who's gonna win that division right now. Seahawks beat the Panthers 37 to 27. The story in that game for me is the penalties for Carolina. How many false starts? Oh man, I I don't know, but why you don't uh, draft guys from NC State? They don't know how to play the game. Uh you have Chandler Savala at left guard and then Ikiakuanu, man, who really 
I just found myself scratching my head at him yesterday. He had a few of those false start penalties and some holds. Is he um, a bust? Um, it's looking like it right now. I wouldn't say a bust. I'd say maybe a big sophomore slump. Well, that's what I asked in the preseason whenever he was doing really bad. I mean, he was one of those guys up front that just looked awful. Did he play good enough last year for this to be a slump? He only I, allowed I so. three sacks yeah, in the entire year. year. Yeah, All right, year, so. so he's not a bust. I remember going last year and saying, well, at least we have our left tackle. And now I'm saying, why do we have this guy? <laughs> so, we'll see. 0-3, Panther season is over. Fair? I guess. Thanks. Thanks for letting me know. Uh, not yet. All right, Chandler's hanging on. All right, I like a little hope. Chiefs 41, Bears 10. The Bears season is over. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Uh, and the Bears hope the Panthers keep losing, right? Because they got y'all's draft pick. That's right. Uh, Bears are going to end up with like two top five draft picks this year. A um, lot of Taylor Swift talk going on. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Cardinals. Yeah. And there it was. Right in the middle right of it. Right there in the middle of it. Olo de Gloria. Hoyo de Gloria. Ahí estaba. En el centro. Hoyo de Gloria. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful to watch. Cardinals 28, Cowboys 16. Hey, I said it before the season. Josh Dobbs is like that. Josh Dobbs has <laughs> really impressed me. He's just a great game manager. He's, yeah. he's watched it so what long. He end up he's with? got a manager. And they run the ball with Connor. Uh, the Cowboys would get to the red zone. Pretty much every drive, it felt like, and then do nothing with it. Dobbs, 17 to 21, 189, Tutty. Nothing crazy, but I hate an- saying Tutty. I don't know why I just said that. I'm sorry, y'all. Tutty. Not, I mean, it's not gross. impressive numbers, but he gets the job done. 98 yards and a tut- and a Tutty for uh, James Conner. <laughs> so yeah, gross. Tutty. Tutty. I hate it. Wasn't that y'all's mascot's name? I hate him, too. I hate everything today. Steelers, 23, Tutty. Raiders, 18. I fell asleep at halftime, so... Don't know what happened. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Anybody? No. no I quit watching it. Doubleheader tonight. Eagles at Bucks and the Rams at the Bungles. Big Dog is waiting on a Joey B resurrection. He said it happens tonight. Of course, I think he's been saying that every week. Do you believe him tonight? Is tonight the night Joey B and the Bengals wake up? It's time for the casual Bengal to wake up. Big Dog run in. Very slowly. Tonight is the night. Joey B. Resurrection. All right. He's going, or the Rams are coming to Cincinnati. He's had an extra day of rest. Got that calf healed up. He's got the shake weight on the calf. (laughs) We're getting a dub. He's going to score 34 fantasy points for me. Mm. He's going to put me over the line Mm. to my first dub of the season. All right. And prevent the first ever 0-3 start in Big Dog Fantasy history. This is historic. Historic. Season's on the line. We're getting it done tonight, baby. All right. All right. Big Dog calling for a big win for Cincinnati and a big performance by Joe Burrow. Eagles Bucks. Eagles by five on the road. Bengals just a three-point home favorite against the Rams. I mean, they the stink. 0-2 Bengals, man. They stink, They got to get a win. I mean, they just look bad. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We'll hear from Zach Agnos, former Pirate, now a uh, fantastic reliever in the Rockies organization. Also, BB will join us hour two and more from the chat gang. Back with you when we return after these words.
I'm still living with you Only in dreaming of the West Coast Sing it Woodstock, I don't wanna be here You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. You can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Let's see what the Chad gang saying real quick uh, before we get to the Zach Agnos interview. Jamie, this is an absolute hilarious question. And I don't want it to happen because I might physically, literally die. But it is funny. He says, what would Shirley do if someone from the Pirate Radio Live audience bought a Dolphins hat and gave it to Clip instead of her? Bruh. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That be bad. That Bruh. is so funny. Only thing, you better hope it doesn't happen. I'm a seven and a half. I mean the Cocahones. on this dude. Cocahones. I mean, you've got some serious cojones if you're going to try that. If y'all want me to die, do that. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. Oh, you know what I'd, I'd be rather so happen? pissed. I'd rather somebody buy Shirley a, uh, a Jalen Waddle jersey. Something like that. That would be cool. That would be way cool. Um, That is a hilarious question, though, Jamie. Let's see. Uh, Mike P said, you know what would help the Broncos defense get better? A system where players get more money the harder they tackle people. Like a like a bounty, perhaps? Hmm. Mm. Could work. Where's Greg Williams? Greg with two G's. Greg. <laughs> uh Joey, you are you your headphones on? Huh? You good? Chandler? Yep. All right, I wanted y'all to hear this. Eric said the Panthers are playing their way right into that number one pick again. Oh wait, that's right. They traded it away for the quarterback equivalent to Spud Webb. <laughs> Dude. Oof. You didn't have to bring Spud into this, okay? Why you gotta, why you gotta bring Spud in here? Why did you have to bring Spud in here? Don't spin that web. Oh, that was pretty good. Like that. <laughs> that was pretty good. The way y'all look, Chandler's look of like. Yeah. I wish I would have had the side egg going. Uh, Eric says they should have never gotten rid of Marty Herney. Worst thing they could have done. Let's bring him in for the third stint. Third time's the charm. Jamie says the worst thing that could have happened for Panthers if they win the games young is gone, then a situation on their hands. I disagree with that. Yeah. They're trying to win football games. Bryce Young's a rookie. And we talked about all the rookies that sat behind veterans in the past. Just because if Andy Dalton starts winning games doesn't make Bryce Young a bust. It means they ha- they win games. Like, you got to. That's a Jamie L right there. Yep. You had so many dubs, Jamie. Jamie. Including the Colts yesterday. And then the Dolphins hat bit. And then you throw that out there. You're like running on a damn treadmill, man. You ain't running nowhere. You ain't getting nowhere. Russ said that's a knock on Spud. I agree. 
Like, no need to bring Spud Webb in. No he was actually to. good. Yeah, he was a bucket. He <laughs> <laughs> was. Uh, um, what do you consider a bucket? What You don't even what, know who Spud Webb is. He, what, was he a walking bucket? Let's see how many points he averaged in his career. I'm going to go eight. What are y'all going with? Anybody? Seven and a half. Uh, no, 9.1. Okay. I uh, got basketball reference up. The answer is nine, 9.9. Joey wins. Without going over. Dude was a bucket. If you can average double digits, you're a bucket. I'm going to round up 9.9 to 10. Bucket. Brad said Sam Howell's been sacked 19 times. On pace to be sacked 108 times. Record is David Carr, who was sacked 76 times in 02. Mm. I think we know uh, one of the issues with Washington, folks. All right. Jamie says you win some, you lose some, keep firing. Totally agree. You look at all the dumb stuff I say, the dumb stuff I tweet. You don't know if it's going to hit. You don't know if it's going to land. You got to keep firing. Shoot your shot, kid. Love it. Appreciate it. All right, let's. Uh, earlier today, I talked to a former pirate, Zach Agnos. Uh, you can see it on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, if you missed it earlier today, we're airing it on our airwaves for the first time. So let's hear that right now. My chat with the former pirate and now pitcher in the Rockies organization, Zach Agnos. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Joining us, former pirate and boy, coming off a great debut year in minor league baseball he is zach agnos joining us on the pirate radio live line zach how you doing man i'm doing good i appreciate you having me on and i look forward to chatting yes sir and uh we loved having you on the show during your time here at ecu and we found uh a few other personalities uh since you zach but none nothing quite like you i'll say uh jc is an interesting cat i gotta say uh, we've enjoyed talking to, to Jacob Jenkins Coward, getting to know Jake Hunter, Wyatt, Ryan McChrystal is a chatterbox, and uh, and old Danny Beal, he's one of a kind. So I don't know if you rubbed off on those guys, but you got some uh, some still some good personalities on this ECU baseball team. Hey, you know that's something that we like to you uh, like to have fun with. You know, it's a good group. Like we like talking about having a good group of guys, and within those within that group, you want to have some good personalities and. Uh, I mean, I know this year's team is nothing short of some personalities on there, but uh, um, no, they're all good kids. And, uh, you know, McChrystal talks a lot, sometimes <laughs> too much. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we all we all like to give McChrystal a hard time, but they're, they're all good kids. And, you know, I'm excited to watch them this year. Yep, looking forward to another year of Pirate Baseball and uh, looking forward to seeing what the career holds for Zach Agnos. Just an amazing year, Zach, with the 27 saves uh, and uh, the California League Pitcher of the Year, Reliever of the Year. And, and Zach, I talked to these your former teammates and say, man, this guy, and not that I didn't believe in you, Zach, but you were an everyday shortstop. You're the, the guy we're counting on at the top of the lineup. Didn't think you'd, you know, set the world on fire with saves in, in minor league baseball, but just goes to show the player you are and, and the belief you have in yourself. So how about that turnaround, Zach, from an everyday infielder, top of the lineup guy to focusing clo- uh, solely on closing and, and the job you did this year? It was good. Uh, I mean, you know, it was also, it was so much fun. Yeah, you know, I wish I could still do both, but uh, – you know the Rockies. They like they like me on the mound, and it was uh, they made the the transition pretty easy. And 
you know, like you said, it was just a fun year, you know, trying something new. I think, you know, coming from shortstop and pitching kind of put me on a good path, just not not overthinking things and just, you know, getting up there and put my best stuff on the line every night. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you if you miss hitting, and it sounds like you do uh, sometimes, Zach. But man, just awesome numbers pitching wise. And you came in here, and I don't want to make it sound like you didn't have any pitching talent, but it almost felt like you pitched a lot on heart. Just kind of here at East Carolina, late situations needed to get your team out of a jam, and you'd come in and and get it done. So, how much have you changed, kind of into an actual pitcher, so to speak? You know, with the mechanics, the the number of pitches you thrown or, or is it the same as when you were here at East Carolina you know how much have you grown how much is similar from your pitching days here at ECU yeah I mean honestly not much has changed one of my first bullpens I threw in front of uh like the the pitching director and the pitching coordinators one of the things they said is they said that you sure don't look like a shortstop you look like a pitcher which hmm. is a huge compliment um <laughs> so they haven't really changed much of my mechanics um I have I have added a new pitch. I added a cutter, so I got my fastball, cutter, slider, and uh, changeup. Split change is what I call it, but some people call it splitter. Some people call it a changeup. So, um, but they like I said, they really haven't touched much. Uh, they like you know this year for me was just a big year just to go out there and get innings under my belt and uh, you know. Uh, get some experience and it turned into something a little bit more which you know I was excited about from what I understand the Rockies are excited about so uh, hopefully it's the start of something a little bit bigger you know no doubt. Pitching uh, with Fresno and just fantastic numbers this year. ERA just over two at 2.06 and had those 27 saves. And how about uh, just 13 walks? I know that's a number that's good. The 68 to 13 strikeout to walk ratio has to have the, the people in the Rockies organization excited too. Yeah, you know, uh, I've always prided myself on throwing strikes. Uh, you know, ever since I was a kid, my grandfather who played professional baseball He'd always ask me, "What's the best pitch?" And I'd always, every time, I'd always say fastball, knowing that the answer was going to be a strike. So you knew the punchline, but you wanted him to deliver it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just cause, just kind of drill it in my head a little bit more. You know, maybe it'll get through my thick skull. Uh, but no, nah, like I, like I said, from a young age, you know, with Jake and you know my older brother John and and my dad, they would always just they would never, you know try to correct me or anything they would just tell me to throw as many strikes as I could and you know at at times this year I got in trouble by throwing too many strikes you know like in an 0-2 count instead of burying a slider you know leaving it over the plate you know professional hitters so they're going to take advantage of a slider left strikes Uh, um but but other than that you know it's like like you said I Statistically, the numbers were really good, but, you know, personally, I think I got more in the tank and, you know, there's still room to improve everywhere. Zach, I love talking to you pitchers, and uh, and we had some great chats with Josh Groves uh, last year uh, for the Pirates and <laughs> and uh, and Sailor, a bunch of guys. But th- we talk about home runs, and Groves on every one would just about say, "Yep, that was a mistake. That was a four uh, hundred foot mistake." So you gave up what? Uh, how many dingers? Four dingers this year. How many of those four were your fault? How many do you tip your cap and say, "All right, you hit a good pitch out." Um, I would say three of them were my fault. 
uh, and then one of them, uh, I threw a fastball in and I hit my spot and, uh, you know, he put a really good swing on it, you know, two strikes, you know, I probably could have gotten a little more in, but I think it was like on the black of the plate when I went back and looked at it and he, I mean, he hit it like 93 miles an hour, which isn't considered a hard hit ball, but we were playing out a small park and the ball went in, when was ball, I'm not making excuses, <laughs> he, he put a good swing. He put a good swing on it, you know, but I'll tell you what, I had a guy down two strikes and I gave up a yeah. fastball in it. I threw a fastball in and he was a lefty. And I think the stats on it were 109 off the bat, 475 feet. Mm. So, uh, I mean, he got every bit of it. <laughs> Tip the cap to that one. Zach uh, Agnos joining us here. Uh, your brother, Jake, one of my all-time favorites. And I love talking to you guys and the little rivalry you have, but also the love uh, that you have for each other. I know he is just super proud of you, Zach. But also now you can say, hey, hey, Jake, uh, not only can I hit better than you, I can pitch better than you. How much junk talk's been going on uh, between the Agnoses this year? It, it was pretty funny. Uh, Jake's been uh, ramping up, and he's been actually looking really good. Can you hear me? I have bad signal. Uh, I've got you now. Yeah, we're we're pretty good. Uh, all right. Um, but you know, he's ramping up, and he's throwing these pens, and he threw a pen. I think he was up to like ninety three point five or something like that. And uh, it actually wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, Trash talk between me and Jake. My oldest brother chimed in and said, "Dang, so Zach really is the hardest throw in Agnos." <laughs> and uh, and I'm sure you could uh, picture how Jake uh, took that. But, oh yeah. You know, you know, you said that about Jake being proud of me. I'm proud of Jake. You know, with everything he's been dealing with. Yeah. Uh, you know he he had another surgery in February, and you know he's really been ramping up, and you know he's doing really well right now he's feeling great so uh uh, you know hopefully he's gonna play in the winter league and get some innings up so um but no he's been doing he's been doing awesome but you know i'm going back down there this offseason with him and trust me there'll be plenty of smack talk going around in in that house no doubt and uh so is he still with the yankees zach yes he is okay great and they added uh gross and moylan uh, at the end of last year that's pretty cool yeah, they did. They did. I think one's back down there now heading to uh, Instructs. Good deal. It's always fun. What's it been like uh, to see, and and the goal is to make it to the bigs, and it's a dream, but certainly an achievable one, and we've seen Gavin Williams have just an amazing year. Burley has been a mainstay there with the Cardinals hitting the ball before he went out with an injury. So you have that dream, Zach, but you see it's achievable because you got guys that were in your shoes uh, just a few years ago. Yeah, you know, um, with Kevin, you know, it was pretty special. When he got called up, he uh, actually called me. And, uh, you know, I, that meant a lot to me, and that really fired me up because, you know, seeing what Gavin went through with the injuries and stuff at school and battling that just shows his perseverance, you know. And he's going out there and is getting a ton of help. Um, and, you know, like Burley, you know, I got to face Burley, actually. Uh, in the off season, he came and I was throwing the live abs before I went out to spring training, and he hopped in. And uh, I mean, it is what it is. He thinks he hit a home run. I think it was a fly out to the left. 
I mean, it was it was 89 miles an hour off the bat. I don't think many of those balls are getting out. All right. But, uh, but you know, look at those two guys and, you know, playing with them. You know, I played with Gavin for two years and Burley for one. You know, it's kind of cool just to see, like, you know, I can compete with those guys and, you know, I, I see what they do and I see what it takes. So, you know, it kind of takes notes of my own to help me move forward in my career. Talking to Zach Agno. So, what's your uh, schedule like, Zach, with the the season coming to an end? Do you because the arm? This is the most pitches you've probably thrown in a while. So, how's the arm and what's recovery like? And when are you going to get back out there and then throw some more? Uh, I mean, I'm going to take some time off from throwing. I think uh, I think it'll pick back up in early November. Um, my arm felt great. Uh, I had a really good off season uh, down in Jupiter and. They got me in a good position to, uh, to you know, last the entire year. Um, but probably going to head down to Jupiter. I'm actually home right now. I'll head down to Jupiter, I, I believe, on Tuesday or Wednesday, um, then start my off-season program there. And like I said, throw November. And, you know, I'm lifting right now, but I'm not going too crazy because my body just you know, was traveling every other week. So I'm, I'm trying to give myself a nice little rest. Awesome. Good deal. Well, uh, man, it's great to catch up with you, Zach. We appreciate it. Congratulations on your awesome season. Can't wait to see uh, what happens for you moving forward. Glad to hear about Jake. We need to check in with him, too, and and get him back on the show. He's one of our favorites to talk to, and just uh, hope your whole family's doing well. The Agnos family uh, has uh, meant so much to East Carolina, East Carolina baseball, and I know that that feeling is mutual, um, Zach, for you, and we're, we're glad that uh, we got to know the Agnos family can be a small part of it here in Greenville. It's been uh, pretty special. It sure has. And like you said, the feeling is definitely mutual. Uh, you know, I, uh, we believe that you guys gave more, way more to us than we could ever give to you. And, uh, you know, just such a special place. And everybody uh, in Purple always asks me about it. And I, I can't say enough great things about it. So, uh, you know, I, I say this a lot. And, you know, hopefully I have a, a pretty lengthy career. But when that career is done, I hope to – Get back up in the purple and gold and uh, be a coach one day. So Yeah. Hey, Brian Packard's back, uh, back around, Zach. Maybe in uh, 10 or 15 oh. years we'll see you around here. Yeah, I hope so. Let's just uh, let's let Coach Godwin do his magic and get the boys to Omaha pretty soon <laughs> this year. So Sounds good. Zach, thank you so much, bud. We'll uh, keep in touch. Do it again down the road. All right. Sounds good, Cliff. I'm looking forward to it. All right, Zach Agnos, uh, great player and really fun to talk to. Used to have him on weekly and now uh, still still doing that with some Pirate Baseball players. In fact, coming up this Wednesday, planning to talk to Ryan McChrystal and Wyatt Lunsford-Shinkman here in the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, but great to catch up with Zach Agnos. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back, talk to BB. Chad is uh, has joined the chat, boys. He says, I'm sorry, guys. I have Zara excuse for being late. Zero. Zara excuses. Chad, do you have an excuse for your Titans absolutely stinking up the joint yesterday? I needed one touchdown from Derrick Henry. One. And I couldn't get one. When it comes to touchdowns yesterday, the Titans scored none. I would have said Zara. Zara. 
44 to there. We'll take a break. Come back. Brian Sir. Bailey joins us after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has the answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Lab on a Victory Monday. Pirates, winners over Gardner-Webb. Got Rice coming up this week. We'll be with you 3 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate on Saturday. Taking you up to that 7 o'clock kickoff. And then after the game, it's the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show where we will take your calls late into the evening on into Sunday morning, perhaps, uh, due to the late kickoff. And the time will start that show. So we will be with you until the last caller is served. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Joining us, BB, Brian Bailey. Coming off a successful Brian Bailey show, Raekwon Boyette, a great guest and great week to talk to him after the running backs found the end zone for the Pirates this weekend. Bailey, how you doing, man? Not too bad. How are you? Doing good. And uh, let me say that I am not, if you're wondering if there's any jokes or anything what are you, you going to say about bailey's cowboys i'm not going to say anything today negative and the main re there's two reasons one my team got crushed but i saw bailey as i was leaving tiebreakers yesterday he was the classiest of gentlemen he said hey you'll get them next week didn't say anything mean or ugly so i'm going to i'm going to show you that same type of love bailey after your cowboys lost to the cardinals uh, I was I, that was just a pitiful performance. I swear they, they I think they, I think they got a little cocky, and I, I'm not, really not sure what I, I watching. It was like, what, what are we doing out there? But uh, hopefully they can bounce back. Got the Patriots coming up. They got a tough one against uh, the 49ers in two weeks, so they'll find out how good they are pretty soon. And another, just you say it every week. I said we talk about it every week. Just another awesome day in the NFL where. You just can't predict anything. I mean, you go down all these games. The Saints blew a 17-0 fourth quarter lead. The Dolphins score 70 points. Kirk Cousins and the, the Chargers trading off just bonehead plays and mistakes. Like, it just – the Jaguars losing at home to the Texans by 20. The Ravens losing to the Colts at home. You can go up and down the list, Bailey. You just – if you try to predict it, you end up looking foolish. I tell you, I have so much respect for those people that can make money on gambling in the NFL because I wouldn't even think about it. I just, I just don't understand how, why things happen like they do. You ran down all those different scenarios and just, you know, you watch the Texans; they have a fullback who runs a kickoff back for a touchdown. I mean, how does that happen? I mean, there was just, there was just nutty plays, and 
you know, weird scenarios like you said, but but it's it's part of the magic is why you know why we sit there and watch every Sunday. You never know what you're going to see. And uh, we got another Monday night doubleheader tonight: Eagles, Bucks, Rams, Bengals, and I like it, but. Man, I, that that four o'clock slate yesterday was one of the worst of all time, and and maybe you didn't experience it because you were watching your game, and then you know Chandler's watching the Panthers, but you only had three options, and none of them were were any good games other than maybe you thought the Cowboys were going to come back, so you you stuck with that one. But having three four o'clock games, we got to get we gotta we gotta have more than three. That was weak yesterday. Yeah, I, they should have slid a couple of them from one o'clock down. Yeah, some good ones from one o'clock. That that would have made for a better better entertainment value but i like having two monday night games to watch kind of you know get a chance to see that i thought i would be more of a fan of the thursday night games but you know over the last several years the thursday night games don't do a whole lot for for whatever reason i just don't think that you know the matchups are all that great usually and uh it, it leaves a little bit to be desired no doubt. Talking to BB Brian Bailey on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Uh, we will have coverage tonight of those games right here on Pirate Radio. Bailey Pirates coming off their first win of the year, and just great to see the the locker room video uh, and they're singing the fight song and clapping and smiling and give them something positive. I know these guys have been working their tails off, so good to see them uh, get a victory. and And now, what can you do with it? Can you parlay it into another one at Rice? Can you get a get people excited in a crowd here for the? thursday night smu game now you you hope this can be a building block to something more that win on saturday and i think that's what the coaches are looking at and talking to raekwon boyette today i mean they they're all you know they got a little pep in their step now after the win they knew it was going to be a tough start with so much inexperience especially on offense they knew it was going to be tough to get some wins in september but uh they finished it well one and three going into the last game in september coming up at houston playing rice but, uh, you know, that, that's pretty much a coin flip as far as what the odds makers think. And uh, I really think they can go go there, run the football, get some big plays. And, you know, if they get a win there, then you get the bye week to heal up a little bit. Then you get a Thursday night game. So that's, I mean, to me, you're basically going to get back-to-back weekends off in the football season, which is almost unheard of. But uh, that Thursday night game, that, I, I love the Thursday night games for college football, and especially when the Pirates are hosting them, because I think that's a lot of fun to go out you're right there on the field. You're doing your live shots, and you're you know, talking about the game, and just it's just all the excitement that goes with it. Now I know it's hard to get a big crowd there for a Thursday night because people come from all over the place to go to a game. But hopefully, if they can get a win at Rice and then come up, uh, get everybody fired up for that Thursday night game. And yeah, I am super excited about back-to-back uh, Saturdays off uh, here, and uh, I've already been kind of looking ahead. All right, who's playing college football those weeks on Saturdays? Where I can what you should be doing is, is where can I take my lovely wife out that Saturday? That's what I meant to say that I'm doing. That's what I thought you said, that's and that's why I'm looking at the schedule, Bailey, to see what's the best window to go out to dinner. Should we go out for lunch? For lunch or yeah, dinner? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got to find that right little window in there. So uh, that's exactly what I'm doing. Brad Bailey joining us. Bailey, uh, not one, not two, but three quarterbacks playing the other night for East Carolina. So good to see Raheem Jeter get in and get his feet wet with Division One college football. I thought Mason looked about as good as he's looked in a, in a game. I love how quick he was getting it out, hitting his receivers, letting them do the dirty work, uh, uh, the catch and run. We saw Jalen Johnson on a couple of those the other night. So uh, what do you think of the quarterback play for East Carolina on Saturday? And maybe that's what he needs. You know, maybe he needs to sit back and watch a you know a quarter or a half or something, and then come in. I like having a, a, a plan for him around the goal line because I think that's a real big asset to have a big guy like that. 
you know, like Coach Boyette said earlier, it's like having another running back back there. Put him in there and let him barrel through and get that touchdown. But, yeah, I, I thought he looked good. I thought he looked polished. I thought he looked poised, and, and that's what they need out of him. Brian Bailey joining us. Rice, uh, JT Daniels getting injured. And uh, and Billy Weaver said, uh-oh, well, ECU doesn't handle backup quarterbacks well. So uh, there's a, a thought that, okay, he's out. That's good for us. Uh, some people, negative folks, think, okay, that's not good for us. But uh, this Blake Carroll defense, either way, is going to be going into this game with a lot of confidence. How about that, Bailey? First shutout in uh, 23 years. Long time coming, that first shutout. And JT Daniels got hit so hard that his initials flip-flopped on my sheet. I had him as TJ Daniels. I heard that on the show today. He knocked his uh, letters out of place. <laughs> I was writing it down, and his letters just – he got hit so hard they flipped on him. But uh, he's, he's in, as you guys were telling me, I mean, he's, he's been all, all over the place. Obviously, highly, highly recruited, but obviously with some baggage. And I, I think the Rice folks really liked him, but it doesn't look like he's going to be able to play this week. JT Daniels, uh, 23 years of age. Uh, he was a, let's see, he was the, he threw for 12,000 yards, 152 touchdowns in his high school career. And was, uh, yeah, he was the, he was the man. So he goes to USC. He's there for a couple years. Goes to Georgia. He's there for a couple years. Plays for West Virginia in 22. And now he is at Rice. I mean, he's had a longer career than we have. From schools in a hat. You get those schools in a hat and not come up with that one. Absolutely crazy. That's uh, crazy. Yep. So we'll see uh, if he's available to go for Rice. They lose to South Florida. We were looking at these standings in the American earlier. And I, you could still put Tulane probably at the top, Memphis at the top. But uh, kind of a jumbled mess. SMU might still be up there, Bailey. But there's a lot of – I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see how this thing shakes out uh, these next eight weeks or so when it comes to the American and, and who really is good, who's bad. You know, South Florida thought it was a bit fluky the way they played Alabama to a 17-3 to game, but they come out and score in the 40s and beat Rice. So I didn't think South Florida would be a factor this year. Maybe they are. Uh, you know, a lot of these teams uh, are going to have a shot here at this thing. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that South Florida Alabama school was really, you know, mind boggling, but that's how it ended up. And, you know, South Florida, maybe they got some confidence in that game and, and it carried into the Rice game, able to win that game 42 20. I saw some highlights of that one. It, it looked like Rice was vulnerable with the uh, some long passes and some big plays. So hopefully the Pirates can take take advantage of that coming up on Saturday night. Brian Bailey joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. BB, uh, what are we looking forward to? Still a few days out, but touchdown Friday. Back on Friday uh, this week, uh, hopefully, with uh, the threat of uh, a hurricane and tropical storm gone. So uh, what are you looking forward to this week? I tell you, it's one of those weeks that, that there aren't a lot of you know matchups where you have you know 4-0 against a 5-0, or 4-1 against a 3 there aren't any matchups like that, Harley. I think what we're going to go with with our game of the week is going to be Farmville Central, who's had an outstanding season playing at Washington. Now, Washington's a game under 500, but it's a great chance for them to pull off the upset in Eastern Plains 2A. So I think that's what we're going to go with with our game of the week this week. But, uh, you know, Rose has another chance for a win. Northside comes to town there. Uh, Conley is at Havelock. That'll be a tough test because Havelock is really, really good. But uh, so there are some good matchups out there, but it's just, it's just not one of those weeks where sometimes they just jump off the paper. You know, when these two teams are playing one another, you know that you know, when Newburn Havelock are playing or Jacksonville Newburn, you kind of know that hey, those are the best around. But uh, Jacksonville's our new number one team in our touchdown Friday top nine. They really manhandled Newburn all night. So uh, 
they've got going. Bo Williams has got some Greenville ties. You know, his dad, Chip Williams, uh, head coach at Newburn, head coach at J.H. Rose. Uh, Bo always likes to, to come back to Greenville, but he's got a good he's got a good team in Jacksonville. The Cards, Bailey. Uh, something else you're you're going to be following this week. Uh, your Cubbies can they uh, get in that wild card in the National League? They got the Marlins on their heels. I guess the Reds still mathematically alive, uh, but uh, but the Cubbies fighting with the Diamondbacks, the Marlins right now to get one of those spots as we enter the final week of Major League Baseball's regular season. Diamondbacks have already lost today, so that's good news. Cubs are off today, so I think they got six games to go. So we'll see. You know, at, at the worst, if they don't make the wild card, at least they kept it going to the final week of the season, which you know, doesn't happen every year if you're a Cub fan. But uh, they've got some good young talent, and and I thought they were they were on a roll there for a while. I thought they're going to waltz into the playoffs. They, they're not. They're probably not going to catch Milwaukee, but they're going to be you know two or three out getting the wild card then they, they went to a little bit of a slump so hopefully they can turn that thing around and and once you get in the playoffs and, and the, i read an article just a minute ago the season in today that it would be chicago and milwaukee well i think the Cubs would love that matchup I mean, there you go and uh for folks we were talking earlier uh the big dog was talking fantasy earlier needs a big one from joe burrow tonight just saw laura rutledge posted uh, she talked to the head coach of the Bengals, Zach Taylor. He said, quote, we aren't ready to reveal a decision just yet. We'll wait a couple more hours before we make a call on Joe Burrow. So no guarantee he even starts tonight for the Rams. Maybe that's part of the reason that line is so uh, shallow there at, at Bengals minus three at home against the Rams. So just throwing that out there for all you fantasy folks. If uh, if Burrow can't go, I guess you'll have to see. You'll probably have to pick up Baker Mayfield or something because Hurts has a you know hurts is rostered stafford might be available uh but be careful out there if you got uh i guess bailey you didn't have a good day yesterday since you got the whole cowboys roster you probably didn't win your fantasy that week was, that was a disaster <laughs> i was down 125 points before i even started so i knew it was gonna be a long day yeah maybe you should the bills, i went up against the bills defense thanks Tom. sorry about that yeah we well, didn't help you there sam house still getting sacked in his in his sleep right now bailey good stuff thanks for joining us man uh we'll talk to you at the worst via phone on saturday but uh maybe get you in studio that'll be fun yeah we're gonna, we're gonna try to make it down there that'd be fun all right man thank you all right, all right. there he is bb brian bailey joining us on the pirate radio live line let's take a break we'll come back one more segment to go here in hour two and then we will talk to jason nichols hour three of our show talk more pirate football as east carolina gets their first win of the season looking for win number two when they take on rice chandler will be there in I'll Houston. Be there yes sir at beautiful rice stadium beautiful that's rice stadium <laughs> rice stadium you know what credit to them no stupid like uh like business or company name or corporate company yeah just rice stadium easy to remember just threw that out there. rice stadium we'll take a time out come back more to go pirate radio live on a monday after this
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit CarolinaCaliberCompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Chandler, can you share that with Pirate Radio's uh, DMs? And, Shirley, I want you to grab this during the next break because we can't play it on the air because you're going to have to do a couple beeps. Oh, okay. Lovely. But it's, it's Garrett Bowles, Broncos tackle, and uh, his comments after the Dolphins hung 70 on them, and they are <laughs> glorious. All right. I look Actually, forward I to this. question for you, uh, Shirley and Clip. If you were Mike McDaniels in this situation, can kick the field goal to bring the, break the 72-point scoring record? Are you kicking the field goal or are you – just gonna kneel it out for the what game. is 72 is that that's not the most ever is mm-hmm. it 72 is the most points ever scored in a game in an nfl game i thought the washington got beat like 84 to something uh the most points scored in a game is 72 by washington in 1966 what's the oh. uh biggest nfl blowout 51 man washington has all the records well, what am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of, uh, I guess, the Georgia Tech college football. It was like 122 Georgia Tech versus Cumberland. That was it. That was 1916. 222. 222 to nothing. <laughs> oh! <laughs> to zero. <laughs> to zero. Straight up zero. I mean, yeah. 44 to zero. <laughs> we beat Cumberland uh, 222 to zero. Uh, 44 to zero. Joey, to answer your question, nah. Not kicking the field goal? Nah. Cement yourself in history? Nah. They, I mean, I don't know. At this, like, I don't feel bad about teams running up the score, especially in the NFL. Yeah. Everybody's getting paid. Yeah, exactly. they're professionals. Yeah. So you run up the score on But them. that would be it, an ultimate D move, you know? Okay. Put the shoe on the other foot. If Sean Payton's up 70, is he kicking that field goal? Probably, because yeah. he is yeah. an ultimate D. <laughs> but uh, I think it's even cooler. Like, we could break a record on you, but nah. Yeah. We ain't even going to do We've it. We've already done too much to you. Well, and, and the interesting thing is, and we you showed it, to, I think it was either you or Chandler showed it to me, that uh, Michael McDaniel was... Um, Call him Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. Yeah. I, I keep wanting to say Mike. I'm trying not to say Michael McDonald. Because if you because keep calling him Michael, Haber. you're going to say McDonald. Exactly. Mike McDaniel um, was a ball boy for the Denver Broncos when he was younger. I was not aware of that. That was yeah. his All first NFL league. job. Yep, his first NFL job. And Does that he's count as an NFL job? Yeah, for well, sure. Yeah. A ball boy? Yeah, Your checks are being ran by the NFL. Be like, I'd, I'd run I'd okay, for the NFL. Is it on his Wikipedia? I don't know. We Our saw it on social media. Peter, does he work Therefore, for, it must be true. Our former intern, Peter, did he? does he work for the NFL? Uh, what does he do? A ball boy. Or not a ball boy, but he's on the sideline with like the Gatorade and stuff. 
He's a hydration specialist. Yes, a hydration uh, hydration engineer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that what we're doing now? We're calling them engineers. First NFL with some job. high quality H two O. Oh, Bobby Boucher. Emma says I was at that Washington New York Giants game in 1966 at DC Stadium. Ooh, was it called D? I mean, was it not RFK Stadium at that point? Well, if she says she was at the game, then I would assume yes. RFK Stadium opened in 1961. That's why I, I don't know if I believe the story. DC Stadium. Sounds uh-huh. kind of fishy. Sounds well, kind she of was fishy. there. I'm sorry. I'm just one of those people that does not believe everything they read on the internet. I question everything. She's just trying to be like, I was there. DC Stadium? That's not the name of the stadium. If you were, I apologize. But I'm going to need to see your ticket, a photo of you at the game, and... <laughs> Hold up a newspaper to make sure I know that you're legit. Alright, uh, Tyler's got... to be a part of the show. You're just like, it's not called DC Stadium. Well, it's not. Let, let's look this up right here. Maybe you're it, wrong, Emma. Maybe it was, but I don't <laughs> think it was. I mean, maybe it was. I, I, I could be wrong. Emma, I think poor, it, poor I think Emma. Am I wrong for Emma. questioning things, though? <laughs> poor Emma's just trying to share her experience Emma, with I'm you. I'm so happy for down. you, and I'm so glad that you were... That Y'all just believe everything don't, you read? I, <laughs> Every, well, everything on the internet is true, so yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't know how old she is, but she's probably like in her 80s, maybe 70s. I don't know. But like, you're sitting here questioning her. She said Sonny Jurgensen was the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Let me look up and see when he played. Oh, that's not how you spell his name. <laughs> <laughs> I think she spelled it correctly. I think she actually did. Oh, man. Oh, Sonny. Sonny Jurgensen. Uh, let's see. He joined the Commanders. In 1964, what was the date of that game? Uh, it was 66. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's within the window. All right, Emma, your story's starting to line up a little bit. <laughs> but hey, get that stadium straight. <laughs> get that stadium <laughs> name straight. That, that stadium name straight. Hey, get your word straight, <laughs> communications <laughs> major from East Carolina. straight, though. The Nadium State. <laughs> the Nadium <laughs> State. What is it? <laughs> you boy. Oh Lordy. Sorry, Emma. Man, Scott, that I mean I had a lot of fun. Scott says nineteen forty, Chicago over Washington, seventy three nothing. That's what I was thinking of, I believe. But that's still seventy three points. Um <laughs> Jamie says RFK wasn't a big name in sixty six. That's a pretty good point. That's a pretty good point. Well, now I got to look it up. Just look at DC Stadium. <laughs> All right. DC Stadium. Oh, there it is. You were right all along, Emma. That still doesn't mean she was there. And clipped through her right under the bus. Not. I'm just questioning things. I mean, the size of the tire tracks. Y'all, you got to question things, you got to verify. Like- Emma, I apologize. I just this is how I'm imagining her. She's at the house. She's like, I'm gonna watch these boys. Oh, I was at that game. Let me make sure. Let me tell them I was there. Now, why are you? And, and then you're like, DC Stadium? Oh hell no! Nah. I was not like that. I just wanted. I didn't know that that was the prior name. I'm learning things. I'm willing to say that I questioned her, and and I'm not gonna say I shouldn't have questioned her. I but you should bring her in for questioning. The, if she was there, put her on the hot seat. <laughs> Get those bright Spotlight. lights over here. Who did you go to the game with? Who was the left tackle? What was the weather like that day? Now, Emma, if you can tell me that, and I can go back and look up <laughs> the weather, DC weather 
19 what year was it 66 66 let's just say it was on like september it was in november okay november let's see november 15th or something will it tell me the exact temperature fall of 66 are these the days maybe i can can i like okay on the 13th does that mean it got up to about 72 okay all right emma tell me how many degrees was it that day this is your last test. If you pass this, wait, one, wait, you're wait, done. wait, wait. So she has done. to nail it right. On, I mean, I don't even know what the temperature her. is outside. Calm right down, now. Shirley. I'm gonna give her plus or minus three degrees. <laughs> hey, if you are off by more than four degrees, yeah. you are a liar. You are a liar. Oh boy. All right, Irving. That is a very good point, Irving. He says. <laughs> He said President John F. Kennedy was barely president of the country at that time. Nobody knew who RFK was. That is a very good point. That is uh, That does not make me look good in my questioning, and I will totally admit that. You would have to know who he was before you name a stadium after him. Fair enough. I agree with you. When did they call, start calling it RFK? I'm done Googling things. Emma, I hope you enjoyed that game. I wish I was there. I know who was there. Emma. Redbeard's. Redbeard, I don't care what you say about anything. Shut up. I hope your Bengals go 0-3 tonight. Whoa. I hope so, too. Well, that's, that was bad to say. Yeah. All this other stuff's okay with that. RFK Stadium became RFK in 1969. All right. Emma. I, now I'm jealous that you were at that game. That's really cool. No, she still hasn't sent in her picture of the ticket or the newspaper. <laughs> uh, Jamie says, I feel bad for Clip's grandma, whether she's still with us or not. Y'all, I, I just don't understand. What do y'all? DC Stadium, 61 to 69, re, renamed RFK 1969. We're learning here, people. And this is how you learn things. You ask questions. Basically, what I'm saying is you're welcome. Everybody's welcome out there for learning things today if you had a question that lady we wouldn't have learned something today. thank you and for that we have to thank you yes thank you you're welcome thank you somebody's going to call into the uh the fifth quarter on saturday say yeah i was at the independence bowl back in 1977 you're gonna be all right well i got some questions for you buddy. just prove it is all i'm saying and emma proved it if you want me if you're tired of your grandparents stories and want to see if they're actually true or not, invite me over. I'll find out. It just seems like you have trust issues with people. People online in a random chat? You're right, Chandler, I do. As far as I know, Emma is a man, baby! (laughs) (laughs) Tyler says, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, Chandler, you're one of those people that hooks up with internet people all the time. How many dates have you been on and it's been like a 50-year-old dude named Cassandra? (laughs) Oh, it happened again. Again, he told me he went to the game in 1966. (laughs) And I found that cool. (laughs) Yeah, my name's Brittany. I'm a 23-year-old blonde student. I was at the game when the Redskins beat the Bears in 1941. Awesome. Let's go meet up. Let's meet up and talk about it. Yeah. I got some questions for you. Jamie said clip must have been catfish. No, but I've seen catfish the movie and the show i know it happens i don't know why y'all are so so trusting about everybody 
<laughs> it makes me scared for y'all and what's going to happen to y'all. I just Emma seems like a truthful person. Why? Last name Sultan? That's not even a real last name. That is. It is. That is a total real name. She said it was crazy. Every score you can think of. Punt return, kickoff return, passing and rushing. Let's go. Time to look at the box score. <laughs> 1966. Shirley, take us to break. If one of those things did not happen, I swear to the Lord above, you are a liar. <laughs> Thank You're you. You're a liar. Now on my side. <laughs> You're a liar. Let's take a break. So you much better, to unpack. You better hope you go three for three here or you're in trouble. What a segment. That was fun. <laughs> All right, back with Jason Nichols when we return. We'll also either give our final seal of approval. Was Emma really at that game? We're going to look at the box score and find out and have more for you when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. In kits and tube socks, but she doesn't know who I am. And she doesn't give a damn about me. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere at Carolina Caliber. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville and online at carolinacalibercompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. And uh, Clip, you know that uh, that audio clip you wanted me to uh, edit? You got it? I've got it. All right. Dolphins roll up 70 on the Broncos. Broncos left tackle Garrett Bowles. Um, sounded like he was talking to his therapist after the game uh, when he was talking to the media. Here's what he had to say. Right now, what are the emotions like going through your head personally? <laughs> it's uh, tired of losing, man. Uh, I've been here for seven years, and all I've done is loss, and it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Those loss. beeps were the S word, by the way. Yeah. That is a frustrated man. And I've been here seven years and all I've done is lost. And that is a man who has lost a lot and then finally not just lost, but lost by 50 <laughs> in Miami. Tough, 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 tough. So, all right. A, a little more housekeeping, too. We were uh, so Emma on YouTube <clears throat> said, hey, she, hey, Emma, said she was at the uh, Redskins Giants game when Washington won 72 to 41. Or was she? And I, look, I was just saying, were you really? Because people can say anything. You don't know. I you don't can know. ask anything you want. And I was like, really? And she says at DC Stadium. And I was like, huh. But it was RFK Stadium. And then everybody pointed out that, well, 
we didn't really even like, know hey much. dummy yeah rfk we didn't even know who ronald f kennedy was at the time how could he have a stadium very good point it was named that in 69 it was dc stadium before that i'll take the l on that one i was wrong but guess what now, uh, now you know well i was just questioning things and we said emma okay fine you were there um she said it was crazy with every score you can think of punt return kickoff return passing and rushing interception okay and i was like all right let me look up the box score emma and see uh see what you see see if this is right we got a touchdown pass we okay. got a touchdown check. run check. we got a scoop and score run all right check. we got a pig six check we got a punt return check hey well, there's kickoff one return good question no jason <laughs> no, no there kickoff wasn't. return <laughs> Emma, you're a so liar. You know what that means? <laughs> liar. Survey says liar. <laughs> no kickoff return. Give me liar. <laughs> not, not a single one. Wow. You're a liar. I cannot believe you Come lied on, to Emma. us. <laughs> no, she went to the game. I believe her. Now, you want to read this, Chandler? Since you believe everything you see on the internet, since you've gone on a date with a 45-year-old man you thought was a 23-year-old woman? that Jason, that did not happen. Oh, my God. <laughs> that did not happen. Jason but started looking at the channel like, what is wrong with him? It will happen because he believes everything. Emma said, not my crazy game attended. I was at the Cal-Stanford game when Elway was quarterback and Cal ran through the Stanford band to win the game. Cut, give me a break. I, 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 Emma. I believe her. What? But let's question her. <laughs> Emma got a lot of frequent fly miles. Too. <laughs> Heck yeah. What do you do? How have you been to all these games? What in the world? She went cross country for that one. Oh, man. All right. Good stuff. Jason Nichols is here. Jason, how you doing, man? Man, doing good. How you guys doing? Uh, doing all right. Hey, glad to get a Pirate W. My Sunday didn't go well. Nobody's Sunday in here went well except for Shirley's Dolphins rolling up 70. Wow. Uh, but yeah, Falcons. Yeah. And, and we were talking tonight about, or earlier today about tonight's game, Eagles-Bucks. And my thought on that game is the Commanders weren't a 3-0 and team, and they proved that. The Falcons, probably not a 3-0 and team. They proved that. I don't think the Bucks are either, which is why I'm on uh, Philly's side tonight. But having said that, man, we watched the games yesterday. You just can't predict anything in the NFL. Man, in the NFL, it's too tight to tell, man. I mean, everybody is on equal grounds there, you know, unlike in college where if you got the best NIL and all that good stuff, you can you can set your team up pretty well. But in the NFL, everything is set to the same. Yep. And the, the, if you are bad one year, it is designed for you to be better the next year. It's just the way it works. Uh, have you worked at all in the NFL, Jason? I did some internships. So I yeah. haven't worked there yet. How do you like. What does the internships entail? You're there for about two weeks, and um, I've worked with the receivers. I did three of them. I did one with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, one with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, and I did one with the Tennessee Titans. So, what is the. What is the separator in the NFL? I mean, is it like an elite quarterback? Because in college, you you got your players and you got to motivate these kids and everything. In the NFL, what motivates you? They already got some money. Now, everybody wants more money, so there's that. But, like, how do you – what was it like talking to those guys compared to college guys? It's, it's different. Um, I remember the first time that I did one, I was actually with Bruce Aarons. He was the receivers coach with the Steelers. And you had, like, Plaxico Burris and – and all those guys, Hans Ward. Randall L. there at the Randall time. Randall L. Yeah. was there. So it was a big, you know, it, it was team. more like managing and, and psychology more than anything. But um, it's different in, in that fact. But, um, you know, the thing about it is 
you know, those guys, are, most of them are still motivated be, to be good. But it's the quarterback. It's yeah. like anything else. If you got a quarterback, you got a chance. <clears throat> no doubt. Jason Nichols joining us. East Carolina's got a few quarterbacks, and uh, we saw them all <laughs> on Saturday, Jason. So let's start there. Pirates win. What was the score uh, again of that game, Shirley? I can't remember it from uh, from. Forty four to zero. Forty. There it is. Forty four to zero. Forty four to zero. And uh, and we'll get to the defense uh, getting that shutout, putting up zero the other night. But how about the offensive side, Jason? What did you see? from Flynn Garcia and even a little bit of Jeter. What did you think of the QB play? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought uh, those guys, especially Flynn, he came in and, and they started off pretty good, you know, just getting into some rhythm, uh, which is is important to, you know, staying on the field, keeping your defense off the field. We were just talking about some stuff as far as the defense <clears throat> was concerned with the Panthers. But um, I thought he did a good job of that. Uh, made some good throws. You know, saw the ball go down the field with Flynn. Uh, late there, I guess, in the third quarter somewhere in there, um, Garcia, early fourth, came in and kind of relieved Flynn for some reason. And, and he came in, and I thought he did a little bit better, too, with just being able to look down the field, check the ball off, and uh, put it in some guys' hands to keep keep some drives going. But um, that's that was it. I mean, Jeter, I, I mean, I didn't see much to be able to say much about Jeter. But you did like the fact that he was out there. I do getting, like the Getting the feet wet. Yeah. I mean, you know what? If you get in those circumstances – Prime example, before I came here, I was listening to something. You guys see how good the guy's playing with Green Bay, right? Love. Love, yeah. Right? Um, He's set behind, but as he set behind um, Aaron Rodgers, obviously they were developing that kid. Yeah. Because he stepped in and he's done a heck of a job you know, taking over that team. So it's important for those guys uh, to get out there and get in the game and get those live experiences like that. To play devil's advocate. Garcia and Flynn, for that matter, have sat behind Holden Aylers, which is why I think a lot of people are frustrated, thinking they should be farther along at this point. Yeah, I mean, you know, that is that is the one thing that you when you go back and you look at how we've started so far as maybe should we or could we have gotten those guys a couple more opportunities, which yep. is, it seems like to me that's a learning lesson because guess what? You saw Jeter in the game. Yeah. So maybe that's something you say as a coach, you know what? We got to do a better job of getting those guys out there and they're trying to correct that right now. I thought that was about as good as I've seen Garcia at least throwing the ball and and I thought a lot of the times he was just getting it out quick, just hitting his guy, let them do the work. We saw some catch and runs for Jalen Johnson. I think it was you that said, hey, I didn't know, it was either you or Marcus, I didn't know he had them wheels after the catch. We finally got to see those guys in open spaces. So I thought in particular Garcia uh, showed uh, some promising things and kudos to the coaches for mixing in a little goal line Garcia yes, action. Yes, I mean, I think that's where a, a lot of his value can come in at is, man, you get down there, you bring him into the game, he is a quarterback, he can throw it, so you can't just load up on the run and it gives you an opportunity, like I always say, running quarterbacks equals a hat for a hat in the run game. There you go. Jason Nichols joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. I asked Blake Harrell last week, how do you play a how do you pitch a complete game? You know, you, you play good for two and a half, three quarters. How do you finish? And and he said uh, that some of that was mixing in some personnel earlier in the game to make sure everybody's fresh in the fourth quarter. 
Jay-Z, you pointed out the offense certainly helps that out, getting those guys some rest on the sidelines when you get some first downs, put some drives together. But they uh, they they pitched the complete game the other night, went the distance with the shutout. They were awesome. They they set up East Carolina in good field position all night and, and won that turnover battle. I don't remember seeing a team fumble the ball seven times uh, against East Carolina. We recovered five of them, five uh, recovered fumbles, so uh, they certainly did their part and more the other night. No, they did. I, I mean, that's what happens when you, your defense is not on the field a lot. I mean, those guys can fly around and make plays for you. They're not as tired, but uh, regardless, you know, that's your job on, on the defense side of the ball. You know, I'm sure that's what uh, Coach has done with those guys is challenge them to create turnovers, and they did that, and they did it at a high rate on Saturday. Rice uh, on, on uh, deck now for East Carolina, and I know folks started getting a little worried about that one as the weeks went on, but their season uh, has gotten a little worse as the weeks have gone on as opposed to better because you look at what they did knocking off Houston. That was a big win uh, for Rice. Uh, Before that, losing to Texas 37-10. to I mean, they lose the game by 27, but respectable, right? Uh, They beat Texas Southern 59-7, to but they lose to South Florida – they give up 42 points uh, to South Florida on Saturday. And the big one, uh, JT Daniels going down with injury. And I didn't know this uh, until you mentioned it, Jason. Uh, one rushing yard in the game. Yeah. One rushing yard for, for Rice. Now, they had 491 passing yards. Well, and that's probably where some of those rushing yards were, were I guess, um, counted against those guys in sacks sure they gave up some sacks there at some point in time throwing it around like that so i guess they went and said hey screw it we're gonna throw this ball all across the field jt daniels 27 of 40 432 yards three touchdowns aj Paget came in 7 of 10 59 yards and a touchdown jt daniels negative 23 rushing yards so i don't know how many times he was sacked but that accounts uh, and equates to, to all those negative yardage there but now if they're without him um, that would be huge and uh, certainly an advantage for East Carolina if they're without their quarterback. You'd definitely rather face this other guy than JT Daniels. And I don't know what the other guy looks like on film. Uh, you know JT Daniels, he's been all over and he's he's had pedigree. So uh, he obviously knows how to throw the football. Um, and I, I don't know what the backup is going to look like, but you definitely take your chances with him rather than JT Daniels. And man, our offense still could look a lot better, sure, but they got to be licking their chops. They're t- taking on a team now that gave up 597 yards last wow. week. 597 yards, 435 through the air for the Bulls, 162 on the ground wow. for South Florida. Wow. Well, yeah, this this is a good week to stay focused, right? <laughs> and, and show up Saturday ready to play and execute. And if we do what, like what we kind of did on Saturday, take care of the ball, you know, let your play try to put that ball in the hands of your playmakers. I think we'll have a chance. Jason, uh, you brought up something. So, and I get it, but people out there when they hear Mike Houston on Wednesday say best Tuesday and Wednesday we've had practicing this week. At the time when you're 0-3 and he says that, everybody rolls their eyes. All right, well, let's see it on Saturday. I don't know how many people commented that. Well, now, you mentioned that after the game, all right, Mike Houston said that, and then what happened? You win, what was the score, Shirley? 40, uh, 42, 43, 40. 44 to zero. 44 to zero. It shows, hey, proof's in the pudding. You said, 
hey remember our that practice we had last week let's do that again and then see what it looks like on saturday no doubt no doubt i i, I think when those guys see that and they get that success it breathes that now. Like, listen, as a coach, you can say, this is why you guys played well, because we did this, this, this throughout the week. And so now uh, you got them. And 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 as a player, you, you, your leaders out there got to say, we're not going to let this slide. This is the standard now. Yeah. We got to practice like this every week. Yes, sir. Jason Nichols joining us. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll... Uh Look around. We haven't really recapped a lot of Saturday's college football. We'll look at some scores there and set up some big games coming up this week in college football. Talk a little NFL. And if you have an ECU, NFL, or otherwise question for Jason Nichols, you can get that in on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We're back with more, and we got a giveaway coming your way. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Ortho East and Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, looking at some uh, winners and losers in college football last week. Uh, Big winner, Florida State, winning in overtime against Clemson and, of course, Ohio State, who wins at the buzzer. My goodness, a lot of coaches talking junk this week or excited, feeling themselves, I guess you would say. Uh, Ryan Day was asking where Lou Holtz is after the game on uh, Saturday night. What are you going to do, beat the old man up? <laughs> Calm down, Ryan Day. That was funny. You had What did you think of the Oregon coach, uh, Jason? Uh, his pregame speech was – they play for clicks we play for wins and all that stuff and then i think it was at halftime and won't even after the game i think it was a halftime he said i hope all those people that tuned in uh these first few weeks talking about all the viewers prime and colorado's brought in i hope they're watching right now <laughs> a lot of coaches uh getting a little brash out there hey man i tell you what he, he can say that because he, he won't have to play prime them anymore right now anyway yeah so seeing how they're going over to the big 10 but um, yeah, I mean, you know, those those guys, they, they're they're trying to uh, get their jabs in, and they, and they better get them in now because Prom knows this is he's not where he needs to be yet, and they have played uh, out and 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 played very well as far as the expectations were concerned. Yeah. So um, 
I don't know, man. I, I thought Dan, Dan has the right to do that. If that's what fire your team up, you fire them up. But you got to be ready to back it up, too, the next time y'all run into each other. Exactly. Um, all right, Chandler, do you, you remember who Coach Max said his, the best-looking team in college football was last week when he came on? Washington. He said the, the – uh, I was about to say the Pam Pack. The Huskies of Washington, 59-32. to 32. They had 45 at halftime. Man. And uh, Penix looks awesome, 304, four touchdowns. So, Coach Mack will probably be talking about them tomorrow when he's here uh, on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, looking ahead at Week Five, let's look at the uh, we'll look at the top twenty-five matchups real quick. Good one on Friday night: Utah at Oregon State. Would have mm. been better if Oregon State uh, would have won their game this past week, but that's a good game. USC at Colorado. USC fooled around, Jason. I don't know if you followed that one after the fifth quarter the other night. They kind of fooled around with Arizona State, but ended up getting the win. Yeah, I did. I went home and watched that one. I fell asleep on it late, but I did watch him to see how that was going to turn out. I actually watched, and I, I was I texted with a, a former Pirate the other night uh, because I went home and saw UNLV was still playing, mm. and I texted with Damon nice. Magazoo, and I said, Pirates win, Rebels win. And uh, he sent me a text back, said, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Hope all's well your way. So talked uh, a little late-night football with Mags the other night. Good to see UNLV in the win column, but uh, watch that late night. Kentucky will be hosting Florida at noon coming up. The 3.30 window is Georgia at Auburn. Okay. Uh-huh. Michigan at Nebraska. And uh, Kansas at Texas. Texas is a big favorite over 4-0 Kansas. Kansas, they're, they're pretty efficient. Kinda, uh, yeah, they can move the ball, score. I, I like that one. 6 o'clock, LSU at Ole Miss. That'll be fun. Yeah. Oregon at Stanford. Probably won't be fun. <laughs> um, ABC. So this is where game day's game going. Day's you know going. where game day's going? Duke. How about that? For the first time, they'll be in Durham. <laughs> Notre Dame at Duke on ABC. How about that? That that was a big deal. Like everybody wanted Notre Dame to be undefeated coming into that deal. Yeah, you know that would have really brought them out. That's uh, look, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. I'll be yeah. checking that one out while we watch East Carolina and Rice on Saturday night. Also Saturday night, South Carolina at Tennessee, Alabama at Mississippi State, Washington, big favorites on the road at Arizona. And Fresno State, remember I pointed them out week one, said they go to Purdue and win? They are now 4-0, and top 25, wow. and big favorites against Nevada. So that's a look at the top 25 games. Pretty good slate uh, coming up this Saturday. And maybe later tonight I'm going to look at the next two weeks, Jason, because we got two Saturdays off in a row. Mm-hmm. we got a bye week and a Thursday game. Yes, sir. I will gladly take those, <laughs> as many I can get. So excited about that. All right, um, NFL, Jason, what you think of your Falcons yesterday going to Detroit and uh, just didn't have enough offense to I was keep wor- up? I was worried about Detroit. Detroit's a good football team. I, I was a little nervous. I thought maybe we could come out and, and maybe do some things offensively, but – you know, I'm starting to say I don't know if DeRitter is the the guy yet. You know, I mean, I've seen him play here in person. Thought he was awesome. You know, but he is not translating right now for some reason. So. We played him early in his career when he was at Cincinnati, and he was deadly running the ball. He'd run, and then later in his career, he really developed into a good college passer. I thought that passing just has not really translated to the NFL yet, it seems like. Seems like. And, and and you know, a lot of times it's all about systems and fits and all that good stuff, so uh, who knows. And you you like uh, Arthur Smith? 
I as do. a coach. I yeah. do. He was a great guy. You know, matter of fact, when I said I did the internship there with the Titans, he was the offensive coordinator and uh, really good, good guy, you know, from sitting there and being able to watch how he communicated with the staff and all that good stuff. We were talking yesterday, watching all the games and, and the, seeing Zach Wilson struggle with the Jets and talking about, hey, Kirk Cousins to New York or whatever. And we talked about that for a little bit. And I feel and about 20 minutes later, you were like, the Falcons need to go get Kirk Cousins. <laughs> we need a quarterback. So that was a little reaction. <laughs> you did call it a what? 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 what fill in the blank of what year for Ritter? A, a show me year. Yeah, a, a show, yeah, a year for him to prove approve what, it what he's going to do. Because if not, you're going to have to go out there and get one. Because we said it early in the show, it comes down to the quarterback. Yeah, and they've got they've built some pieces there. Built some pieces. Man. So, uh, but they they just. They didn't. And I'm going back to it. They didn't seem like a three and O team. My commanders are not a three and O team. They proved that yesterday. Sam Howe on pace to be sacked more times than any quarterback in NFL history. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get hammered by the uh, the Bills yesterday. Um, what is going on with Jacksonville? And that game was on behind us, so I didn't get to watch a lot of it. But every time I checked, the Texans were scoring and the Jags weren't. Uh, Thirty-seven to seventeen. What's going on with Trevor and the Jags right now? Don't know, but I, I've I've heard that quarterback down there with the Texans seems to be the real deal. Like, CJ, I miss you. We should have been a Panther. Here we go. <laughs> but it's the truth. I mean, I've always was huge on I, CJ I think being a you Panther. Were, right? This I is... was always huge. I mean, if you want to go to Joey Perry and the Grounds Crew, there was a time where he was like. Joe Ed, I need you to shut up. We're working a baseball game because I was always on CJ talking CJ, and now we've got Bryson. We deal with the consequences. DM Joey and see if that's true. Chandler, you were uh, you were fine with Bryce. You were I was on board fine with, with Bryce. It. It's fine. too early to do this, but like yeah. when you see CJ Stroud, two eighty two touchdowns. Oh yeah, and what he did? You there's a record he broke or something with with rookie quarterbacks. Um, I don't think he's thrown an interception. Maybe at week one he did. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's looking great right now, and he looks like the guy that should have been number one overall. But I still think that we have some more stuff to see out of Bryce Young. Um, And he's not getting any help with the offensive line that he's got uh, and the receivers. We did see uh, Shark show up yesterday. So, hopefully when Bryce Young comes back, him and Shark can have a pretty good connection. But I I really do think it's way too early to kind of put him on a scale and see who's better. It's easy to say who's better now. but. uh, when as the season goes along and we get down to the stretch of things, uh, let's see who's doing better. So, but now CJ, no nobody expected Houston Texans to do anything. This Not year, a thing right? at Not all. Not a thing man. at all. That's a nah. rebuild, and if there's ever a rebuild, new so, head coach, all that stuff. D'Amico. Um, hey, Jason, you're a football guy. Do you know Andrew Beck? I don't. <laughs> Shout out Billy Weaver. Uh, Andrew Beck became the heaviest player in NFL history to return a kickoff for a touchdown. He's a fullback. Oh, wow. A Texans fullback, 255-pounder, took one to the house. So uh, I even made a comment yesterday, that's why you don't use fullbacks, Weave. (laughs) And uh, and here I am, and now a fullback's taking one to the house. So there you go. Uh, Good to see. All right, other – Okay, yes or no. I asked this yes or no question and got no's earlier. Jason, are the Browns good? Wow. <laughs> I think they are. <laughs> I hate to say they played you didn't get three. a no from me either. What's that? Uh, who said no? I thought I heard Shirley, oh, Shirley said no. I said no. Well, what's, what was your answer? I don't think they're bad. I don't think they're bad. It was a yes or no question, though. Uh, are the Browns good? 
I, I think they're going to be good <laughs> and decent are two different things for me. That's not the I question. Think all right, fine. I, if I have to choose one, then yes, they're good. Well, I bring that up because they've played three games and they've had two absolute blowouts on what we think are pretty good teams, the Bengals and the Titans. De- their defense. I mean, when... when Miles you, Garrett. Miles Garrett is drawing delay of game penalties. Did you see... Oh, did, that did, you see did you see the video of the two Titans going yes. back and forth? Yes. And he, I mean, he would just go back on one side of the ball then to the other side of all, and they were just fine. That's hilarious. I've never seen that in no. my yeah. <laughs> in my life, but uh, defensively, man, they, they're pretty stout from what I've seen. So people, people don't talk about the other end pressure. You got Miles Garrett on one end, but you have Zadarius Smith on the other. No doubt, that's not that's compliment. Not, uh, former Packer, yeah, it's not a good uh, look for a quarterback to see. <laughs> I know those folks in the dog pound; they love it too. They like to run the ball and play defense. They have not allowed a touchdown in their two home games: twenty-four to three and twenty-seven to three. Two home games. How did Kareem Hunt look yesterday? Um, in his first game back as a Browns. Well, all I saw was Ford. I don't even think Kareem Hunt played. Yeah, I think I, there. Were, I saw him out there a couple of times. But you he did. Probably didn't do anything. So was it Jerome Ford? Yes. Uh, he only had 18 yards rushing, but he had the touchdown receiving two catches, 33 yards, and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt two for 22 catching the ball, and he did carry it five times. Okay, five times, 13 yards. So just not a lot that like jason said they're playing defense i mean that 27 to 3 over the titans they have a all right we'll we'll be able to ask this question again next week because they got the ravens coming up this week which by the way they didn't look too good yesterday and it doesn't matter because they already they took care of business yesterday against tennessee how bizarre was that amari cooper situation oh my goodness catch on the sideline they blew the whistle dead that was crazy i mean and i remember marcus being like what and i was sitting there going and I remember Marcus being like, did they just blow the whistle? I'm like, yeah, that's a touchdown. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. And they, they gave him the ball. I was like, well, it had to be a completion, right? You know? Yeah. And he was clearly in bounds. Yeah. Eric's got another Bryce Young joke or comment. Uh, he said he's like Santa Claus. You want to believe in him so bad, but, yeah, well, there you go. Uh, Kaz said Marcus called the Browns to be the sleeper team of the season. Wow. Let me look at my notes here. Yeah, let's take a look. Because I think I had the Browns in the playoff. I was higher on the Browns the most. Marcus also has Sam Howell on his list. I said, Marcus, take Sam Howell off your damn list. <laughs> Get him off your list. Four interceptions, he shouldn't be on any list. Wow. Get him out of here. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, Mark, uh, Mark C, like the Browns going into the year. That's a tough division to call right now. It is. Especially it's with awesome. the, the Bengals 0-2. What are they? God. Wow. If they lose they tonight, are they're not They're good. bad? Yeah, You're calling bad. them bad yes. right now? Yeah. All right. They're bad. I mean, they've got Joe Mixon practicing getting third-string quarterback reps. He's an emergency <laughs> quarterback. Was now. that real? I, I saw that's that on real. Twitter. And I, he didn't I look bad either. No, play. no, he's not bad. I mean, he's not By bad, way, but imagine throwing Joe thank Mixon Thank you for questioning that. These guys believe everything they read. On no, the it was a real. Like, they were training. You got, like, receivers running actual routes, routes with coaches and stuff like that. Yeah, that okay. was real. I'm not like Tony Dunn where, oh, I saw that video where Travis Kelsey hurt his knee, grabbed his knee. <laughs> He stopped the video. If you would have watched it one more second, Travis Kelsey starts twerking. I mean, it is a joke. I did see that too. Oh dear. All right, let's uh let's give something away. Well, just give it away. We got to uh open up the Pirate Radio live line. We'll be giving something away I in a moment. the OG one. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, we can hit that. We still got the I Red Hot Chili give Peppers giving away. away. Seminoles at number 2. Wow. So these are the college football power rankings. But, yeah, why not? They have beaten LSU and Clemson on the road. That's where I'd have them. No doubt. Um, 
we'll see what the ap and coaches polls do uh when they come out is there a poll out or they come out on tuesday what do we got do we got new rankings today i had to escort someone out on saturday who would not stop telling me florida state national champions florida state they're gonna be national champions oh wow so ap poll they got florida state five moving down a spot because ohio state leapfrogged them for beating notre dame uh yeah i mean it's too early in the polls it doesn't matter you're right it it really doesn't matter but it'll play itself out but but as of right now florida state has the most impressive collection of wins no doubt in in all college football receiver keon coleman's they passed the eye test yeah Yeah. they passed the eye test they look like a real team right now all right um shirley is dealing with phone calls so we are stuck so we're just gonna keep on talking baby <laughs> richard uh shane says whose birthday today chan man's birthday was yesterday and we are still celebrating i don't want to celebrate I think this was brought in here all right fine get it out of here <laughs> simple as that <laughs> and it's coming back up <laughs> get it out of here that would have been so much. That would have been so funny. It should have popped it. With Shirley, your can you hit the Red Hot Chili Peppers version? Sure. Uh, Joey wants to bring that back. All right. Oh, yeah. What are we giving away? Give it away now. Give it away. Give it away. How about a fifteen dollar gift card to AJ McMurphy's? Every Wednesday, AJ McMurphy Sports Trivia, eight o'clock. You win this. You can go take that out and have a nice meal with a beverage as well. Shirley, what call are you looking for? I'm going to go with caller 12 today. Caller 12, 317-1250. We're back with more on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. More with Jason Nichols after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 36 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club. Or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And congratulations to Bob Braxton of Greenville. Picked up a $15 gift card courtesy of A.J. McMurphy's. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Uh, Tyler asking the age-old question, blue cheese or ranch? So... Dan, Dan, oh, that's man. easy. Ranch. Thank you, Coach. Hit that again, Shirley. Yeah, put some ranch on it. Put some ranch on it. <laughs> uh, ranch is my answer, but asterisk. If I'm getting wings over Greenville, I, I love their blue cheese for some reason. Love their blue cheese. But I don't get blue cheese from anywhere else. Wings over Greenville only. You're also big on their tenders, aren't you? I'm, you I'm big on everything. Yeah. Their tots. The loaded waffle fries. So the other Stop night it. we had Loaded t- waffle fries. We had tots uh, from Wings Over. I took them home, put a little cheddar on it, Uh-oh. put a little bacon on it. Put a little taco meat on my chest. Yes, sir. Put a little, <laughs> plopped a little sour cream on it, made me some loaded tots. Man. I got a little taco meat on my chest. Yes, sir. 
uh so i'm gonna go ranch unless i'm ordering from wings over i get blue cheese how about y'all ranch ranch all, the way. ranch all day ranch i made the mistake one day of ordering i had ordered a salad i had asked for ranch i got ranch but they also brought and then i ran out so i asked for some more they brought me blue cheese mm. and i didn't recognize the mm-hmm. difference and as soon as i stuck my french fry in it and took one bite i was like oh that's not ranch and promptly spit it back out so that's tough too because when you're expecting something like oh yeah i was like "Ooh, this ranch tastes when you're thinking ranch but you get blue cheese (laughs) yeah yeah when i bring like when i get takeout bring it home to the gals and like they didn't have tea so i got my wife like a dr pepper or something and you're expecting tea and that first (laughs) your brain has to catch up with it oh like if it's unsweet or anything or if it's anything. anything you're not expecting uh, it, yeah, it yeah, yeah. takes you back for a moment oh yeah it definitely does um eric says for wings blue cheese ranch for everything else i tell you what people really and i don't like this but people the whole oh you, what are you a child you get ranch instead of blue cheese let people eat what they want what do you care <laughs> why does that make us a child people are very snobbish yeah. about ranch versus blue cheese i found out wow and uh look we're all adults here do whatever you want as long as you ain't hurting nobody. hey molly molly yesterday i don't think he said it to you he said all oh, chandler's 25 he's reached the age too old to be wearing jerseys but then again i'm talking to you right now clip <laughs> and i got my john riggins jersey i'm kind of proud because it used to look like sausage casing on me and now i had a little bit of room to breathe on it <laughs> so i was feeling good in my rigo jersey <laughs> and then molly comes up you're too old to be wearing a jersey let me do what i want to do man as the you know what you know what i would have told him i ain't hurting you i would have told him i am a grown person well, and why I don't you wear- dress like it <laughs> I can hear him. You know what? I hear Molly in my head every move I make now. Do you want to go outside like, and throw football too? <laughs> Are you on the team? Why ain't you playing today? He can talk all the junk he wants to. I'm still going to tell him I am a grown a woman. And I can do whatever the hey amen system from uh, maybe last not- time I checked. What I wear does not affect the roof over his head or the money in his pocket. <laughs> I'm just saying. What's Molly's NFL team? You got uh, 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 it's the Packers. He sends me a text <laughs> every like, Sunday. Week one, I love love. Week two, I hate, I love. hate love. Although he admitted that he was just being funny because love actually played well. Yesterday, his text was, uh, let's see, where's Mully? He said, I freaking love love. <laughs> and uh, great rally by the Packers yesterday. We'll talk to Mully coming up tomorrow uh eric said mully was invited to the player haters ball (laughs) (laughs) with silky johnson and uh and all the rest from Chappelle's show tyler said every move you make mully's watching you it is kind of creepy yes i mean there was a time where i would go somewhere and just about everywhere i went i was bumping into mully (laughs) and i was like i'm starting to get just a tad bit unnerved <laughs> because i'm like either you're following me or this is just is it would it happened too many times for it to be a coincidence it was like in one day i think i bumped into him twice and i'm like usually i don't run into you at all the old molly man we'll talk to him uh tuesday on the show and how about maybe not tomorrow but next tuesday everybody wears a jersey Shirley, do you have a jersey you can wear i gotta think about i have one but it's <laughs> I'll bring it's you a the jersey. one that Malcolm gave me. Remember, I told you about this. It's a three X 
like old basketball. It's well, like a reversible new. This is a men's basketball. Uh. But when you when I put it on, literally you can't see my feet. Like it's so. <laughs> this it. had to have been an eight foot tall person that wore this jersey. It, it's a basketball practice jersey. Use it as a blanket. I mean, literally, I could not see oh, my feet. Jenny was the winner at the Buck yesterday. Oh, my God. Yeah. Got her a fresh Christian McCaffrey jersey, and uh, she said you can wear that one, Shirley. So, uh, yeah, bring that well, one in, I don't in, know Jenny. if I can wear it, because Jenny and I don't wear the same size. Oh, uh, that is true. It's an XL. No, so. an XL. Oh, okay. If it's an XL, then I might be able to squeeze into it. Jason, you got any like you got any old jerseys? Oh, ECU jerseys. Like, you have your yeah! jersey? Yeah! I have oh, my yeah. softball jersey. That's it. Y'all have the name on the back of it? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well, you got a frame. I got one frame, and I got one that's not. Nice. You just right. throw it on sometimes when you're <laughs> I, J. Nick don't fit in it. <laughs> <laughs> the stats were a little different back then. The, the, yes, sir. the height and weight, maybe. All right, right, let's. Uh, we got one more break to take. Uh, yes, yes, we do. All right, we'll get uh, J. Nick's thoughts on ECU and Rice and get ready to wrap it up here on a Monday when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day for the stock market. The Dow was up 43 points at 34,006. The NASDAQ was up 59 points at 13,271. And the S&P was up 17 at 4,337. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. You ready to wrap it up here on a Monday? Monday night doubleheader tonight, Eagles, Bucks, and Rams, Bengals. You can hear the action right here on Pirate Radio. We'll have some Orioles postseason baseball for you soon. We'll talk a little O's tomorrow coming up on the show with Mark Brown from CamdenChat.com. Looking at some other guests lined up for this week. Uh, we will talk to a couple of Pirate baseball players on Wednesday. Wyatt Lunsford-Shinkman and Ryan McChrystal, whose Eagles are in action tonight. Kevin Monroe will join us on Thursday, as will J.P. Heath, the voice of the Rice Owls. Uh, so a lot going on this week. We'll talk to Bryce Williams, of course, coming up tomorrow. Mully, Coach Mack, uh, Patrick Mason, Ken Watlington on Wednesday. Uh, continuing to bring you the best coverage of ECU and beyond. And Jason Nichols will talk to you Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. But early thoughts on ECU Rice. What's your, your confidence level at right now? I think I'm pretty confident. I, I, I'm feeling good about the boys. Um, you know, they're going to build upon the success they had here this past Saturday and uh, just find a way. You know, that's that's what you just got to do here. Just go find a way. Um, if we can stick with taking care of the football and don't turn it over, we got a great, great chance of winning. Yes, sir. And uh, protect that ball. What's the uh, what's the QB plan, you think, for this week? Wow, I, 
I still think it's Flynn, right? I mean, you with some with Flynn, Mason sprinkling sprinkled in, Mason, and then hopefully by the end of the game, we're able to get Jeter back in because we're up forty-four to what? <laughs> Shirley, what's that score when Hold we get on. Jeter back in the game? <laughs> 44 to there. There we go. There. 44 to there. I hope Jimmy and Wilmington's calling in again. Pirates win it. 37 to zero. 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 Yes, sir. So, uh, hey, fun night the other night, right? After a win. It was. I tell you what, it was It was a much different environment in here after the win. And I, not as many calls. Not as many calls. It was good. We had people showing up out here, Joy. Oh, Apparently. yeah. Yeah. That's folks, good. folks outside. What, you guys need security or something? Yeah, we, we needed you. We, we may need you at the front door. I'm going to have to make some calls, get some top flight security in here. <laughs> <laughs> What's your uh, schedule Saturday? You going to be with us? Uh, I will be here for the pre... Pre-game? Yep, for the pre-game. All right. Bud Light pre-game tailgate 3-7. to seven, And we're with you a late night on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show as soon as ECU and Rice ends. What's the TV for this one, gang? Ew. That's good question. I don't know, gang. Let me uh, find out. That's just ESPN. Why are you? Why? What's wrong with saying that? Nothing. Nothing's wrong with that, gang. What's wrong? I don't know. You're the one making it a problem. Can <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did he not say that with enough riz for you? <laughs> <laughs> Is he trying to riz me up, Shirley? Yeah, I think he's trying to riz you. I don't up. know what those words mean. I'll I'm take old. me out to dinner first. <laughs> ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus the is plus, the answer. The plus. All right, Shirley, we'll see you. Chandler's mom uh, said, dang, I thought I was going to see Shirley when she was out yesterday. Uh, No, I had mom duty yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I told her so. you were probably busy. So. Uh, Shirley, we'll see you tomorrow. Joey, good job. We'll see you Wednesday. All right, talk to you then. Thanks, gang. Uh, Chandler, your birthday's over. It's done. But I'm going to keep showing you love, my friend. I appreciate that. And Jay Nick, we'll talk to you Saturday, man. Yes, sir. Look forward to it. Chat gang, talk to y'all tomorrow, 3 o'clock, all new edition of Pirate Radio Live. we got the re-airing of the Brian Bailey Show next. Great interview with Raekwon Boyette, East Carolina running backs coach. If you want to check that out, it is on the way. Monday Night Football tonight. We'll see you Tuesday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.